Hi, I'm Marco Sparks. And I'm Benjamin Light. And this is Bros Watch Pillow 2. We're back. Yeah. <sighs> we're Picking back. up from where we were last week. Thanks for everyone who's been listening with us for the last few months and on the Patreon. All our bonus episodes. So you say this, and then we're going to get emails and tweets and like, what? What Patreon? There's no Patreon. All right, you pay piggies. It's time to mm-hmm. saddle up with us. Yeah, we're back. There's a there's a show there's as a, a, a new show called Pretty Little Liars colon Original Sin. Turns out we didn't read the fine print on our deal with the devil, and we're required to podcast about it till the end of eternity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or at least until this show lasts. I feel like while doing it, we're clearing our thetans. Or do you want more of them? I can't remember. I, I'm not sure. I just know that you want to become an operating thetan, I think. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, all right. Period of Liars, Original Sin, uh, S1E1, Spirit Week. It's technically Chapter 1, colon Spirit Week, but um, I don't like that. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, Written by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. Apologies if we butchered that pronunciation. That's how YouTube said it, say it. And Lindsay Calhoun Bring, who was um, the Roberto you you may have known as the uh, the Riverdale guy, and Lindsay Calhoun Bring I think was in like the writers room for uh, Chilean Adventures of Sabrina. Hmm. I think those are, that's like her main work. They wrote this one. Similarly, the director Lisa Soper mm-hmm. looks like comes from a production design background. Worked on like the pilot of Batwoman. Worked on Sabrina. I think you're all going to be shocked to hear that she directed an episode of Riverdale. Directed an episode of Sabrina. Yeah, starring, show. I guess Bailey Madison is the the, the Lucy Hale, the Lucy Hale of the show. Yeah. So um, who's the Spencer? Uh, Tabby? Probably Chandler Kinney. I don't know. Yes, yeah, Tabby. It's, Tabitha. Okay. Um, there's also Zaria. One one word only. One name only. As uh, Farron. There's Malia Powell's as Minnie. Quote Mouse. Anrata. And then there's Maya Rafiko as uh, Noah Olivar. I, I, oh, and Bailey is uh, Imogen Adams. The I think that the character's actual name is his name is actually Mouse, and the nickname is Minnie. But they kept calling her Minnie. Quote, no, I, I think her name is Minnie, but everyone calls her Mouse. Hmm. I don't know. There's um, yeah. there's not really much of a wiki on this show. I tried to do a little bit of research. And, it hasn't aired uh, yet. Yeah. Well, it hasn't aired yet. Yeah, we should say that uh, we did see the uh, the premiere, uh, and the Warner we Brothers fancy. lot. Yeah, fancy like that. Not fancy enough to get into the after party. So, Ooh. you know, if you don't like this podcast, Warner Brothers, well, you had your chance. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, have you actually seen the release schedule? I I, I was going to tweet, or not tweet, but text you about this, but then I, I wanted to get your reaction live on the air. Ooh, Ooh I, I, exciting. Ooh, I'm, um, I'm, all, I'm all titter. No, you're just going to be depressed. Um, okay, They're cool. dumping three episodes on next week. Or when, oh, well, when then we're airs. way behind. Yeah. Boats um, are way behind. And then... They're doing two the next week, two the next week, and then three the following week. Now, I am confident, ladies and gentlemen, that I am not busting out 10 episodes of a podcast in four weeks. That's not happening. Sorry. We'll just see them once a week. Yeah. Apparently. Take your time. It's fine. Apparently, somehow we have more faith in this show than they did. Well, I don't know. We can can say that discussion for the end, but uh, I I have some thoughts about the uh, success possibilities of this show. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'd love to really dive in with somebody because I saw we, we we talked about this offline. We saw some tweets from people who were very excited to be at the same event we were who mm-hmm. 
bless their hearts, they don't understand anything about TVs. When they saw certain names in the credits, they don't understand that that's contractual. But I think you and I, uh, we're not, we're not stupid. But like, what is the delineation exactly between uh, HBO and HBO Max? Because this is not an HBO show. It's an HBO Max show. Yeah. 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 HBO is very good. In New York. They make Game of Thrones and White Lotus. Yeah. HBO Max makes Pretty Little Liars Original Sin and that Love Life show. Pretty Little Liars colon House of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Pretty Little Liars colon was a Blood Moon. Was that the other one? That's the Naomi oh, Watts G- one? Game of Thrones Blood Moon. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's jump in. First, um, we haven't talked yet. What, what are you drinking there? I've got myself a, a Merlot that came in a small bottle. A small bottle? How small? Um, I'll just hold it up for you. Yeah, okay. It's small. That's a little baby bottle. Mm-hmm. So you only have one of those? No, I've got a few more, just in case oh, I need them. I don't know how long it's... this pod's going to be. We're we're doing this all from memory, you know? Like, when, when we're making notes here, yeah, uh, Marco's uh, holding up a Glenlivet 15, huh? Yeah, yeah. You're just a scotch guy now. I like it. Yeah. Scotch well, and I ice, mean... anything else? Like, cut it with anything, or...? Uh, well, when I run out, if I if I choose to run out, I've got a bubbly. So that's mm. that's something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What'd you have for dinner? We're gonna talk about this. <laughs> no, we gotta talk about the the the, uh, the show here. Let's, um, let's jump right in. The font is like this weird cross between like Halloween and Scream font, right? Well, it's this whole show is pulling from many different oh, yeah. horror inspirations, mm. um, folks. By this point, I'm just going to say it. You got to appreciate that we are edging so hard and not trying to tell you what we thought of this show. I, we're keeping about, a straight face as much as we can. Let's talk about the opening. It's 1999. I think it was like Halloween 99, if memory serves. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're at some sort of party that's happening at a school. There's a crying girl who's like stumbling around as though she's the final girl in a horror movie. She's, her mascara is all skewered, it's, smeared it's Angela. Looks like she might be bleeding. Maybe, maybe not. This There's some cuts actually. on her face. There's yeah. some cuts on her face. Yeah. And by the way, uh, we're old men. So I can tell you exactly that this is a 100% what 1999 looked like mm-hmm. in every way of no flaws. Yeah. Yeah. Angelo Waters. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, everyone's ignoring her for some reason. At first, mm-hmm. I'm like, is she a ghost? Like, do they not see her? She's crying out for help. She appears to be injured. Everyone's God, just wish. ignoring her. Uh, she makes it inside the dance and comes up to a character named Davy, uh, who's like seem, seemingly the leader of this like quintet of mean girls. And she's like kind of like on her knees, like sobbing and like pleading for help from this Davy character. And Davy and the girls just kind of like turn her back on her. Like <laughs> you've been shunned. Yeah. And so the girl is like so like crushed by this that she like stumbles and crawls her way over to like the stage and like climbs up into like the rafters, like on like the lighting equipment that goes above the stage, you know, like maybe like 25 feet up and everybody notices her up there and they're like, Oh no. And then she like leaps and falls to her death. It didn't seem like it was that big of a fall, but there's like a massive pool of blood spreading. Where is the pool of blood coming from? I mean, it, if she was a little higher up, I could buy it. It didn't seem like she's that high up. Also when watching this, was your first thought that she just shot out a baby in the, like the bathroom right before this? No, but I mean, I think that could potentially be, you know, when we talk about her predictions later, maybe there's something mm. there. Mm. Yeah, it's still floating. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and all the, the mean girls Unlike are like Angela. looking at the blood, you know, yeah, stepping, you know, stepping away as the pool of their blood edges up too close. And then we get the credits. 
which is um, kind of like a remix version of The Secret from the original PLL with, mm-hmm. um, correct me if I'm wrong, this is all from memory. I believe it was like kind of like this like Saw type footage from A's Lair. Yeah. Was that kind yeah. of what we were getting? Kind of, yeah. Just like a lot of like weird shots of uh, a layer and it's kind of like grungy and hardcore. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, I'm sure that they went into this sequence thinking that they were doing like a Fincher 7 thing in this part. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah um and yeah then, you're gonna see i marlene king's name in the credits here that's all contractual that's, guys that's all ep it's, it's the like how jj abrams produced uh, the last jedi yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh 22 years later title card davy is now played by carly pope she's uh, older unrecognizable in this all too brief role unrecognizable spoiler Good for her yeah um <laughs> uh, she is the mother of imogen who's played by Bailey Madison. Bailey Madison is super pregnant. She would be, I guess, like five months at this point in the uh, timeline. Um, there's some sort of drama happening because it's like Imogene's like ex-friend is coming over to like get her things. as so they've like broken up, but seemingly they're just friends or something. Um, but it's like, it's awkward and weird. There's all this tension. Her friend is Karen, who's just like the bitch, basically the high school bitch, the mean girl. Um, some sort of dispute where like, Karen's boy. boyfriend or Karen caught Imogen like making out with her boyfriend and Imogen it's like you don't understand he kissed me I didn't ask him to or something but Karen's not hearing any of it she's just like you ho need the I need the, I need to see the tape of the kiss because mm-hmm. after a few seconds of kissing does it almost matter who initiated the kiss if you're continuing yeah. the kiss if you're perpetuating yeah. the lip lock uh Bailey Madison is fine in this she's going to make that face that everyone makes fun of Emma Watson for making it's gonna make it a lot i I was i don't know if i was her agent i'd be like does the character have to be pregnant like what are you doing to us not just for the image of my client but as a showrunner what storylines are you planning here because ask yourself are they necessary uh i've i the the actress who plays karen i don't have her name in front of me karen and her twin sister mallory bechtel the the bechtel clan She's very good at playing the bitchy blonde named Karen uh, to the point where I think if there's like three actors that I enjoyed seeing on screen, she's actually one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but bring in the Sarah Shepard like name generator because oh, the names just, on like, the show. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're terrible. They're terrible. But like, I don't know. are we giving our opinions yet? Oh, I, I can just see you're just about <laughs> to gush opinions. Well, you we'll wait a little bit longer. Just a little okay. bit longer. Ooh. Let me, let me get through this like second opening of the show. That's not okay. the final opening. The shining um, Karen when she arrived is like oh Mrs. Whoever I found this weird envelope taped to the door here you go and it's like it's quote unquote an A note you know it's like it's like a flyer from that like dance in 1999 with like a threatening message written on the back mm-hmm. I don't recall exactly what the text was but it was just like basically I know what you did last summer the and, uh the uh flyer for that party there's like a not quite an atom cloud with like a skull embedded in the, the smoke to advertise this party. Mm-hmm. Is that how you would advertise a high school? Oh, it's pa- Halloween, dance? I guess. I guess. I guess the Halloween thing. <laughs> Still. Yeah, it, it looked like a ray flyer. But yeah, um, yeah. So, her name, like her name is Mary, not like you marry her. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So Davy, the mom, looks at this letter and is like shaken to the core, and they're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. what's wrong?" She's like, "Oh, nothing, dear." You know. She's literally pooping. So fear. Yeah. Karen and Imogen go upstairs to like 
get her things i don't know like her toothbrush like what are we getting here they're they're just pulling like random like blouses and what have you out of the yeah and and it's just like you know karen just is like not going to ever let this go like she hates imogen now and imogen just like feels bad about the whole thing and then um i don't know if anything really important happens there at some point they have to then exit the room and their hallway has like transformed into like the the dimly lit hollow from like a gilmore del toro movie Mm-hmm. And they like do like they attempt like a shining homage with They're, like the shot of behind their legs, like the twins walking down the hall, this impossibly long hall that's in like this normal house. But, what, like, but like water for reasons you can guess if you've ever seen a horror movie has leaked out from under the door of the hall bathroom. And it's like just it's like a moat of water like leaking out towards them. It's insane. Like, oh, what's going on? How, oh, what's that down the hall? How long were you in that bedroom? Through the bathroom door is just like the the tub is like right there through the door, so you can see it. And there's mm-hmm. Davy. She slipped both her is. She's fucking dead in the lying in the bathtub, and like um, you know, all the blood and water is like spilling out. And then behind her, kind of like like on one side of the tub, like basically what we're looking through, like at the opposite wall is like a big A smeared in blood. And suddenly she wrote. I mean, obviously she didn't. Like, it's impossible to imagine that this is actually a suicide, not a murder. Like, it's too weird. I don't know why anyone would see this and be like, yep, that's a suicide. I mean, but at the same time, it's almost played as if these girls stepped into another dimension when they went into the room. Like, they they weren't in the bedroom for a minute and a half. Yeah. Yeah, Um, that mom just like immediately ran upstairs, ran a bath and slit her wrist. Also, I can't take a grown woman named Davy seriously. Yeah. Um, so that it's like, oh, oh, scream, horror, whatever, you know, smash cut. Then one month later, mm-hmm. we get our, our third opening of the show. This is where the you're show lucky, actually begins. Your lucky day in hell by the eels starts playing. No, not really. Oh, if only. I mean, maybe the show had taste. <sighs> All right. That's that's long enough. I think I think the bottles popped on yeah. this one. Pour this it out. show is awful. This is garbage. This is one of the most boring shows I've ever watched. It was such a douche chill watching this in the premiere because all the actors happened to be sitting like right in front of us. And okay. like they would cheer whenever like one of them came on screen, which like no shade to them. I'm sure they're happy to, you know, be working yeah. and see each other on screen. But like the rest of the theater was silent. Like well, more more egregious is there's a couple lines that were clearly written and intended to be as like the comedic points. Mm-hmm. And again, the personnel behind the show would laugh and cheer at them, dead silence. And the and the guy next to me was like, he was the happiest person in the world to be there. And I don't think he was enjoying himself either. <laughs> yeah, we should mention that we were surrounded by TikTokers. Yeah. It's just a couple of 40-something-year-old dudes and like TikTokers who were yeah. like couldn't be older than like 22, like dressed yeah. weird. And that guy was hilarious because like we I like noted him on the way in. He's like wearing this like weird, like blue bathrobe suit thing. And it's just like it's like settle down, homie. Um, but then like we actually ended up sitting next to him and he was like so nervous. He, like, he was like, I- I've never been to one of these before. Like, is this, you know, like, does this seem normal? Like, you we were just like, yeah, dude, chill out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like that down the aisle from us, you know, was some girl who, who other people were all going past and like, oh my God, it's you. I love your, your TikTok videos. I love your, your Chinese spyware, you know, <laughs> social media shit that, the, and I was like, cool good for you guys that seems exhausting to be that that popular being a tiktoker seems like the worst yeah yeah i mean first of all you got to buy a ring light Mm -hmm. um yeah but hey maybe we're just bitter because we weren't invited to the after party i mean maybe if they'd invited us to the after party our feelings would be different i don't know i would have loved to take sarah shepherd aside and been like what do you think Mm -hmm. she's like (laughs) i'm getting paid 
That's yeah. what I think. Because I, I, I'm like, we've read the Perfectionist books. Compared to this show, they are incredible. I mean, they're they're good fun. Well, I mean, this, this show kind of bites around the Perfectionist a it, little. It does, for but, sure. Yeah. For sure. I, I hope she's getting double paid somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. So one month later. Yeah. Imogen, so now is, Imogene's living with Tabby, her friend played by... Uh, who's played name I've forgotten by Chandler Kinney. And I don't want to go this way, but I have made these comments in the past. Uh, at the after panel hosted mm-hmm. by Lucy Hale, you had to note that Chandler Kinney is like 20 miles of legs. <laughs> She's so leggy. She is, in my opinion, the at least from the pilot, she came off the best. Yes, she yes. she seemed like one of the only actors who was like really fully inhabiting their character and like mm-hmm. relaxed in it. Like the others were just doing like bad soap acting. And There's, I feel like she seemed very natural. Because she's she's the character who gets to just have fun. Mm-hmm. She reminds me probably of the killer. A, you think so? Well, I mean, I, something about the way she kind of gets wrapped up in things at the end. It's mm-hmm. like everybody else has a specific thing happen to her, and she's just kind of there. So I'm like, I don't know. I, she's definitely the character that, like, I think if a, a real showrunner and like inherited the show you could say like okay thank god for her mm-hmm. i can i can work with this we've, yeah. we've got something here but yeah, she's she's a character having fun unfortunately she's saddled with these like tv show creator takes on what high school people would be like as cinephiles oh, especially man. in 2022 it's and it's it's brutal as fuck yeah um, so i think what we'll do we'll, we'll run through each of the girls plot lines and then like hit some random scenes in between um because they kind of this I should say that the show is like an hour long this episode. Yeah. And it felt like nothing happened the whole time because it was just like constant introductions to, to like multiple characters and their moms and boyfriends and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll start with Imogene here who's she's living with Tabby. Um, Tabitha's mother is one of the mean girls from the flashback. Every every time we like meet one of the moms who's one of the mean girls uh, in the flashback, it like does this like jump cut with like a loud noise, you know, like. But- it's supposed this to be mechanism. scary or something. I don't know. It's it's very odd. It's supposed to be epic, but yeah. the mechanism gets tired of itself as it winds down to Especially the... when at one point a girl just like calls her mom and like cuts to the mom and then does the thing and you're like, wow, I guess, okay. I guess that was the only way you could work that in. I know we need to talk about Imogen first, but that's Tabby. And before we forget, I just or no, it's, that's Farron. It's I'm Farron, sorry. Yeah. It's Farron. But Farron's thing is like she's calling her mom. We cut to establishing shot of an office building, and then boom, Philadelphia. And then it's like the no, mom's it's Pittsburgh, taking the, Pittsburgh. Sorry, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Boom, boom, Pittsburgh. And the mom's like taking the call on her fucking like, you know, next to the like the water cooler. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, honey, I'm glad you got the lead role in the part or in the in the ballet. Bye. And it's like, why do we need to know this was fucking Pittsburgh so epically? <laughs> <laughs> like we just had to know that her mom works in Pittsburgh, okay? It was it was so odd that I didn't even feel comfortable laughing at how odd it was in the quite frankly, very nice theater that we watched it in. Mm-hmm. Um, but Imogen, yeah, she's living with Tabby. The house, her mom's house, the spooky fucking house, which I'm sure is going to have been like secretly Angela Waters' house or something. Yeah, she needs to go drop off the key at the house. It's very Halloween. It's like the house is you've seen a horror movie before. The house is for sale, but literally all of her shit is still in there, like Mm -hmm. untouched. Like Um, if it's for sale, that's not how you would stage this house. And Imogen has decided that today she's going to go back to school for the first time since her mom randomly killed herself. Yeah. And so that's kind of where her plot is. Uh, she goes to school and immediately bumps into Karen, who's just like immediately shitty and is like, you don't belong here because you're pregnant. 
Karen yeah. is is right inside the front door of the school, campaigning to be voted spirit queen, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Sure. She is also running unopposed. Mm-hmm. You don't need to campaign this hard, Karen, my sweet angel. Like, uh, it's just really to show don't. what a type A, you know, Tracy Flick she is, I guess. The show will also do a horrible job of, of letting you know that Karen has a twin sister named Kelly, played by the yes. same actress. Yes. And they don't do, it's PLL. They do nothing uh, with it. You're thinking it's PLL. They're going to do something with that. They do not. Yeah. Yeah. You might even watch the episode and not realize that that was her twin. Yeah. You might just think, oh, that's her sister. And they they embed these lines that are useless to you where it's like, oh, so-and-so is like, oh, I always hated Karen and Kelly, too. And it's like, okay. There's a a whole lot. I don't know who um, Kelly is. There's a whole lot of characters calling each other by their names. As you You know, know, Imogen. Yeah. Your mom died. (laughs) <laughs> yes, Tabby. I was aware. Mm-hmm. Or it's like it's too much, though. You have five characters and all their fucking moms to tra- keep and track mom. of, and their boyfriends, and like some random other people, and you know, like the bully, and yeah, just but not, not streamlined at all. They want to do their interview clips where they're like, "Pro Liars Original Sin is about generational trauma," and it's like, does it need to be? How do you is that feel? Your pitch? How do you feel do you about pitch? calling these girls the liars? Oof. I don't like that's, it personally. That's that's a sacred term, and I don't know if these mm-hmm. girls. I I I've seen some people calling them the sinners. I I took a look at the uh, the PLL original since subreddit, where seemingly like one person posts there every day, like trying to like generate hype for the show. Um, what it seems what HBO like, marketing department it, do you work in? I mean, they appear to be claiming that they were like an extra on set, and so they're like posting these quasi spoilers. Um, but some of them don't seem accurate, so I don't know who this weirdo is. But should we be talking about the thing now? The thing. Uh, the 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 giveaway what giveaway oh oh about the um you're the you're a good critical liars the complete series digital on digital, on digital? Uh, you, yeah. you sir are a great podcaster i know what what giveaway so we have been given by hbo max to give to you our wonderful listeners three sets potentially three? oh wow yeah, let's say definitely two but maybe three mm-hmm. uh of pril liars the complete series on digital tell them how they can win James. Well, in order to win Pretty Little Liars, the complete series on digital. On digital. Exactly that. Not phrase any other way. Pretty Little Liars, the complete series on digital. Uh, what are we saying you can do? You can like tweet or Instagram at us. Or email uh, us. You're sure. Email us. Rosewatchplt at Gmail. Uh, let us know A, if you are in or out on the show. B, mm-hmm. what's your dumbest theory for who A is. And uh, a little bonus. If you send us a picture of My Name is Trouble or Trouble Always Finds Me, the two books that we have written that are on sale right now at all major booksellers, send us a picture of that and you'll get just like, you know, an extra ticket in the raffle there. And uh, we'll we'll do a drawing and the winner will receive Pretty Little Liars, the complete series on digital. Did you almost pick up a copy of the book, The Hold There? Oh, yeah, I did. Actually, it's right here. See? I was like, yeah. <laughs> only I can see you. But the that hardcover. Is a, that is a, yeah, the hardcover is coming, is out there. Yeah. soon to be i think by the time we post this i'll put the uh, hardcover for uh book two up excellent excellent yeah. i was like i i'm the only person who can see you but that is a great little visual touch that's wonderful mm-hmm. yeah so i think you can probably do all the things you can hit us up on instagram you can hit us up on twitter does, does it count too. more sure why not mm. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you tell you that then yeah yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> but yeah i mean it's retails for 99 dollars. you guys this mm-hmm. is a good deal once again, that's Pretty Little Liars, the complete series on digital. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The good one. Yes. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I was thinking in my notes for the previous one, I would call them the perfs. 
as a shorthand. The perfectionist, the person. Yeah. Um, I I think it's dumb, but I think the Sinners is better. Yeah, I mean, it makes me think of that uh, that show on was it USA Network? The um, Sinner. Yeah, the Sinner. But I mean, if Bill Pullman showed up in this show, I would be shocked, but I wouldn't be angry. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like. I'm here because I like it when a prostitute steps on my fingers. <laughs> Better show. And then uh, we're just going to play five minutes of Hugging and Kissing by Big Black Delta on this podcast. That sounds great, actually. So after being bullied by Karen, Imogen, I, we may be missing some scenes here. Sorry, we don't have the, the episode to go over. Imogen, I believe, just like runs to the, it's like the school guidance counselor, I think. Or something. Like the it's nurse's the office, nurse guidance slash counselor. guidance counselor slash principal, maybe or something. Yeah, because I think it's the same office where uh, Noah where ends Noah up in later. In. Yeah. So in that woman's giving her a urine test. Yeah, yeah. So she she runs to this you know adult authority figure and is like, I can't do this. I I you know was planning to raise the baby with my mom. I can't do it on my own. I want an abortion. And well, that's 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 later. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But but is yeah. it later? It, it's it's two different scenes, but okay. whatever, it's fine. It might it might be the nurse and then the uh, guidance counselor. But uh, my first note was just too soon. Yeah, it was it was way kind too of soon. like an awkward moment where they would be like, "Well, you can't have it. It's too late to have an abortion." It's like, Ugh. also, I'm sorry. Do we want to pause and talk about Millwood, Pennsylvania? Just what a horrible town, name it is. It's a horrible name. Do you remember how much trouble Obama got in when he did a campaign stop in Pennsylvania in 2008? And it was just like, some of you people are real cretins who just cling to your gods yeah. and your guns. Like, he's talking about this fucking shithole town. All I know is that Rosewood is like a thing. Like, it's it's a type of wood. Ravenswood is, you know, also a thing. Wood. What the fuck is Millwood? Exactly. Well, but also, if you are, for some reason, a, a Pennsylvania head... Like you've heard of the Rose Line or whatever it's called, right? Like Millwood just sounds, I don't know. Somehow is there, it, is it's there, like a steel is town. Is there sub blue collar? Like, yeah, yeah. Is it, it's it's a steel town, but it's Millwood. Yeah, it just, I don't know. They wanted this the word might actually, there. This might actually be where the actual bad guys come from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, in the pilot of PLL, Pam lets us know real quick that this is a town of status and image. Mm-hmm. And it's like that carries us through quite a bit of PLL before we see the rest of the we town. We don't really get much about Millwood. So I just assumed that this is like the mayor of East town and these people are all pieces of shit. Yeah. And incest runs rampant. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, like we see, I don't even know if he's the sheriff or if, or if he's just like some. I think I, I'm calling him deputy. the sheriff. Yeah. Cool. I mean, if he's just a deputy, then what the fuck are we seeing? But if he's the sheriff, why are you watching the juvie delinquents? Like you should have better things to do. All right. All right. We get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I, I just, I just need to know what the population of this town is. Cause that'll tell me a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, it would help. Imogen wants an abortion. They tell her, no, suck it up. Um, probably forgetting some scenes here. Uh, oh, some it's, point- it's kind of icky because she's just like, can't you just carry it for five more months and then have, and have it adopted. Yeah. And it's like, no, she can't. She's 16. Fuck yeah. you. So at some later point in the episode, it's like lunch in the cafeteria and like Karen's like giving her more shit. And so Imogene is like, she's going to stand up for herself now. She announces it to the whole cafeteria that she is going to run for spirit queen and she's going to win. Uh, and Karen, of course, had been running on the post. So she sees. And I don't know. Does anything else happen with Imogene except for the end of the episode? No, but but this moment 
falls completely flat. It's supposed to be this big fucking fuck yeah empowerment moment, but mm-hmm. I don't. You don't feel it at all. I mean, that's classic and, uh, Riverdale guy. That's like everything he does is like these lame soapbox speeches that are supposed to be all yas queen, but just come off extremely cringy. I feel like I, I sat through three seasons of Riverdale, and it was still better than this show was somehow. Um, but I, I I feel like even in the cafeteria, it was a dead silence, much like in the theater that we watched it in. Um, yeah, it, it the production of the show. Let's let's talk about that later, but because uh, I got some notes on it, but I, I found it odd and cheap. Um, maybe that's yeah. a COVID thing. I don't know. Um, so, anyways, we'll we'll catch up with Karen at the uh, end of the uh, episode. But in the meantime, let's talk about Tabby. We'll just go through character by character here. My girl Tabby. Tabby's been working late. She's avoiding coming home because Imogen has been living with them, and just the vibes are bad. Seemingly. Uh, Tab- yeah, Tab- it's a little little whiff of. Uh... Hannah and Emily season two of PLL. I mean, how dare you? I, yeah, I, I, exactly. I honestly do exactly. not think that there's nothing that makes me think that anyone who wrote the show actually saw the original PLL. There's nothing to connect a show to PLL other than the fact that there's like the letter a pops up a few times and some people get text messages that are like weirdly threatening. But none of it. None of it is coherent in a way that yeah. makes me believe the same person sent this and did that and is this and what it's, have it's you. This was clearly like a branding thing where it was like, hey, this guy's got like a shitty teen drama script in his desk drawer. Let's just throw the PLL branding on it. So I'm, I'm genuinely curious if he had a show called Original Sin mm-hmm. and they were like, we're also looking for this, the, the slap this IP on something. Or if they just put out a call to like their, their C-list talent and was like, PLL, what do you got? go yeah. which would have been great I what think do you got I'm that Mar- you couldn't sell to quibi if i marlene king put on like a wig and big sunglasses and then she just pitched a different show but i mean she wouldn't though so the one of the main reasons she's not involved with this show except oh, for she can't vote ep and is that she's uh she's got a disney deal right? yeah that's right she's or disney, is it fox yeah. oh fox is disney yeah um, yeah she's disney yeah she's she's got a fox deal aka disney deal so she's not with warner brothers anymore all right tabby the vibes are bad at home. She works a lot. She works at a movie theater, uh, mm-hmm. which we'll find out about quickly. Because, Before that, the film class. Yeah, the film class. So she's a film nerd. It's film class. The teacher hands out a like list of like 20, 20. filmmakers, yeah. and it's like you need to do a project. I think it was like film a scene or something, right? Yeah, you have to you have to do a short movie based on one of these 20 movies. And so it's soapbox time. Uh, Tabby has to say, excuse me, all of these filmmakers, like none of them are black. Um, like we, you know, we need more representation in this list. And it's like, it's like two of them, two of them are women. Good mm-hmm. for you. But none of them are people of color. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so the, um, professor, not the professor, the teacher is like, professor. granted, I understand you still have to like do the project based on, uh, you know, these 20 directors and, and mind yeah. you, I'm not saying like Tabby's like wrong to object to this or anything. No, it's just the way it comes off. is like, it feels like this teacher is just set up to just be like dumb racist teacher who she will own, you know, like it just feels yeah. tacky. Like it doesn't feel like a real scene. Honestly, he came off to me as, as tired teacher. Cause his line is he something exhausted. like, yeah. his line is something like, this is the list that's approved by the school board. Yeah. Exactly. Which is like, which is like, Tabby, you're 16. You're not fighting for the wrong things, but you don't understand. Like, we're in a we're in an era where like 
conservatives are shutting down <laughs> libraries. Like, well, this is such a classic, like sub, 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 sub Kevin Williamson, like fake film school scene. Yeah. You know, where it's like, yes, this is what you do in film class. Um, which, which I have a tab open in notes. We're going to talk about race at some point in this show. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I will get to that um, yeah. in a bit. But yeah, uh, the, the most hilarious part of this is when Tabby's like, well, you know what? Everyone else in the class, I am going to be hosting a, uh, I can't remember what she calls it, but basically like screenings at the Orpheum where I, where I work to like, you know, expose people to underrepresented black voices in film, such as Jordan Peele. It's just like, okay. I think people have heard Jordan Peele, but I don't yeah. know. Sure. Maybe, maybe yeah, she, there's she, rumors they haven't. She'll ask her, she'll ask her boss about this. Yeah. Uh, so you asked me uh, mere hours after we saw <laughs> this, do film classes actually exist in high school? They do. I was not allowed to get into mine, but they are much like the perfectionist books written by Sarah Shepard. They are film appreciation classes. You watch a film that's probably Hitchcock, which you have the benefit of the Hayes code. So nothing mm-hmm. naughty happens. It's all suggestive. It's all, it's all like, Hey, your, your character saying sexually, there is something wrong with me that I do not understand. And you write an essay, but this, this class is positing that you will then go film a short movie. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that's going to happen in any high school. I don't I just don't see um, it. You're uh, going to have it, people working boom mics and shit. Yeah, it's going to be a whole spoiler. Production. She will do a Hitchcock ripoff in mm-hmm. later episodes. that will be called Lady Psycho. Yeah. Gender fl- gender swatch like swatch swapped. Swatched. I've had mm-hmm. I've had some drinks. Gender mm-hmm. swapped psycho. Um, this film class is a little too aware of, of its shit. <laughs> It feels hollow the same way that Dawson's Creek felt hollow 30 it years ago. It feels like 10 times as hollow. It feels like the only yeah. reason this exists is for them to like make movie references and to like pontificate on like, you know, misrepresentation underrepresentation which, in film, which like I just feel like that's certainly a worthy uh, topic to address, but it feels yeah. so lazy. It just it's like there's no there's no artistry or, or, or subtlety or really engagement with the you know the argument at all it's just kind of like i just gave oh, this character a speech also i think you're going to find in the marketing of the show as we saw in mm-hmm. the uh presentation for for influencers they are going to pat themselves on the back for their their wokeness in making the show but i will say that you know while again her crusade is not a bad one i fully support it dawson leary felt less hollow because that little freak dawson leary was just gee golly gosh aren't films great I love everything. Like he was just like talking about the beauty of cinema. At one point they go on a hardcore pro Brian De Palma riff in this show. And don't get me wrong. I love that little freak Brian De Palma. And I love his like nouveau major Hitchcock movies, yeah. but they talk about dress to kill specifically, which is again, a lot to praise when you're talking about Nancy Allen, but that movie is nasty when it comes <laughs> to its transgender representation, but Hey, it's PLL. It's not like they ever had well, a trans representation it, issue. Right. On well, I, it's like, have the people writing the dialogue about that movie actually seen the movie <laughs> seriously. Cause you guys might want to watch it again before you uh, put it out. And you might want to know something about some of the issues the previous show has had like it just i don't know like if if tavi was like hey this list is bullshit you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna like pick my own director to do this on and like not do jordan peele but someone maybe like slightly more obscure you know like like i'm gonna do my project on this person and i'll educate both the audience watching the show and my fellow classmates that there's more out there than just these old white guys like i don't know it just seems like there's if, if you're really serious about addressing something like this and not just kind of like going for the easy dunk they, they could have done yeah. better or just name check like nia da costa yeah just throw out nia da costa's name but so there's a fine point where 
the teacher says something about you have to do this within the four walls of the school. And she's just like, say something about the way you specifically said that gives me an idea. Oh, I wink, totally wink, forgot wink, 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 wink. about that. Plot you point. forgot about this. Yeah. Later, we find out that Tabby gets kind of swallowed into Imogen's plot line, which is going to get tied into our race conversation. But she's like, oh, I've got an idea. We find out that she has later on set up a surveillance camera like in a little the boys' GoPro. locker room. Yeah. yeah. And she, like, after the boys have left from, like, their shower, because, again, this is a high school where boys shower, she goes and collects her footage. Uh, it's a full-on Porky's, we're hanging dong. We are yeah. hanging dong in PLA. Yeah. yeah. It's right there on the screen. I, 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 I should say, I'm kind of curious. It, we're, have we seen the exact cut that's going to air? I, I really loathe. The idea of having to watch this episode again, but I suppose I will just to see if they cut anything. But, but I mean, for you and I, who I would think arguably, and and I and I quote one of the actual executive producers of PLL, when that show gets uh, entombed in the pyramid, I feel like we've we've arise to a status where we're going in there for all eternity (laughs) with them. But I think we have an encyclopedic knowledge of some of this shit anyway. Mm -hmm. But like, I never ever thought in a PLL spinoff I would see Dick. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah, we, we did it. Yeah, we did it, Joe. <laughs> uh, yeah, so randomly she's like doing like a Porky's like taking videos of like teen boys like in the locker room. But presumably that's dicks out the, the four walls of the school. What thing? the fuck? It's so random. You just see her do this, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Like that's not cool. And then it's so, just never addressed again. My my assumption is that this gets dropped because it's a pilot. I don't know why it doesn't get cut. They well, it's straight dropped. to series, though. It's not like they filmed the pilot and then like when. But still, off you write a pilot and then you still you you populate a room and then you write the show and produce it some some still sometime later. But like, we know she does Lady Psycho. Marco, I feel like you're stuck in like the old world where like people put some effort into making a TV show and I, just I'm like just saying, shit out the first thing that came to their mind and slap a brand logo on it. I'm just saying you wrote the pilot before you had the right episode too. It, it's not like the classic old style of mm-hmm. making a show, uh, which I saw something recently that Abbott elementary, which I did not know until we were taking our tour of the lot is it's, like it's film there, even though it's a, um, I think it's, it's like, like a, a, it's a Disney like show, a, isn't it? It's, uh, it's ABC. It's ABC. Yeah. It's like 300 yards away from the Radley, mm-hmm. but like they just got bumped up to 22 episodes for their second season. Um, so I guess the old model, I still works on a network anyway. Anyway, I mean, there, you know, there's problems with the old model, but sometimes, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe there's a reason that TV networks have been doing it this way for like 60 years. You know, maybe yeah. they had some sort of institutional knowledge they've gained over time. Bros watch PLL2 in favor of certain systemic truths. <laughs> <laughs> um, the high school in this, this shithole Pennsylvania town. Uh, it's a shithole Pennsylvania town. There's this kind of almost wonderful, wouldn't it be nice, woke aspect to some of the set dressing. Did you notice at one point there is a accepted pronouns chart on the wall? Yeah, yeah. I think that's in one of Mouse's scenes, if I recall. It's either Mouse's um, or one of Imogen's early scenes. But then yeah. there's there's the same, the same PLO shit where there's like a literacy poster that says, be a reader. Yeah, there, there's a few A's in the background. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that more in Mouse's section, but... So Tavi here, other than like the completely random, never explained, never followed up on uh, part of the plot where she like films teen boys naked in the locker room without their consent. Uh, she she works at this theater where there's like um, her boss, like the manager of the theater is some sort of like, I don't know, 20 something dude who is revealed as an NYU film school grad. 
which is mm-hmm. hilarious. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing working at this theater in this shit ass Pennsylvania town? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like, he clearly is, has like a creepy thing for her because he's yes. like kind of talking her up and how like mature she is and all that shit. And he's just like, oh, I put in a good word for, with you, with my professors at NYU, as though like he has sway and like he can help her get in. But but we see creepy artifacts like uh, uh, at one point, one of the other uh, employees is doing like one of the shit jobs at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, according to the, the the list of like when people get duties, like it's Tabby's turn to go do this thing. And the guy's like, no, no, she's doing like popcorn with me right now, you pig. Mm-hmm. Like, go go sweep up the, the shit or whatever. And it's like, okay, so it's like broadcast to everyone that this guy is trying to fuck this teenage girl. Uh-huh. Also, why does this guy look like young Sasha Baron Cohen? That's true, yeah. So hard. Um, this guy's the killer, right? This guy is a... I mean, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to her Sorry, but he's, he's, I'm he's at my, the top of my list. Yeah. Um, so then later on, he like, I think he like asked her to stay late or something. Is like, oh, don't worry, I can drive you home. It's some sort of creepy thing where like he's going to get okay. her alone. Am I crazy? The show plays it like Tabby is not a character with no guile. The show plays it like like kind of close to the vest if she's into it or not. It's yeah, it's unclear because okay, well, let me just get into what happens here. He's like driving her home. They're just on this like weird windy road, you know, in the middle of nowhere. He pulls over just randomly, mm-hmm. like in the middle of fucking nowhere on this. Well, like, it's supposedly it's outside her house. That is not outside her house. I think she's arguing it's it's relatively outside her house. There was nothing but forest around her. Okay, but but PLL had a forest true, set. True. You know what? I this show has not earned the right to claim, but PLL did this yet. True, 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 true. Also, we should say real quick: this show was filmed apparently for nine months in like some nine months, part of, like up upstate New York. Did, well, did they take a eight month break for COVID? I don't remember how many months they said, but I thought it was like eight or nine months. Well, you figure you figure all the pre production and then some post production. Hmm. whatever where to they go. might have That's had a production where, where to go yeah <laughs> uh, so anyways he pulls over it's seemingly in the middle of fucking nowhere and he he starts to kind of make some noises about you know i want to help you get into nyu because i got this in with the professors even though i'm some loser manager at a local theater but you know like you're gonna have to suck some dick like this he doesn't say it but he's about to say it you know yeah it's it's yeah. the writing is unfortunately on a gross wall yeah. yeah, and so he, he kind of like puts his hand on hers and is squeezing it, and like we never really cut to her and like like get her reaction. Like, what are you thinking right now? Are you into this guy? Are you skeezed out by this guy? But feel like yeah. you have to do this to get into you know? It's like what's going through your head? We, the show's not interested in telling us. And then she suddenly screams because like oh, and the headlights up ahead, she sees this creepy Leatherface looking dude who's like the new A. Um, just like kind of like standing at the edge of the tree line, staring at them. And she's like, Oh my God, Oh my God, get, the, get us out of here. And so he just like, you know, fumbles through the keys and like starts the car and drives away. And that's it. I'm like, okay. This so it's a whole lot of, uh, it's, it's, it's a real wannabe Michael Myers situation where like Leatherface A just keeps showing up here and there staring at people like all over town. Yeah. Yeah. The, and thus begins one of the totems of the most fundamental flaws of like the construction at the heart of the show is the a character and how it's presented mm-hmm. because even if you weren't into the the black hoodie thing the black hoodie could read as like a black shadow as a silhouette as an absence of a person yeah it's a, it's it's a silhouette whereas this this guy we have to see the weird brown mask and like the the blue coverall shirt so we yeah. like a has like, to be lit <laughs> constantly it, 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 it reminds me of, and I've never saw the the reboot ones, but it's like you had Halloween, mm-hmm. right? You had the John Carpenter Halloweens, and you had all the ripoffs. The shape. The, the, yeah. You had the shape. You had all like the sequels. 
Um, and then you had like the Rob Zombie Halloween, where it's like Michael Myers needs to be like seven feet tall and jacked and like a wrestler. And it's like it's kind of that version where it's like, okay, you didn't you didn't understand why the first one worked. And I you're mean, contractually about I, to do something. Different. I would be a little annoyed if they did the black hoodie. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, you're doing a PLL show. Somebody else is pretending to be a or whatever. You know, like yeah. it, it would fit at least. Yeah, but instead it's like this dumb leather face thing. Which which we'll get into why this specifically does not work in the frame of this show. Mm-hmm. Cuz it doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. Like yeah. they they don't build up a successful. I mean, it's not even a matter of like, oh, it's a different taste than our than what we would prefer or we know. It just does not work in the plot that they build here. All right, let's talk about Mouse. Okay, we got to say some things about Mouse. Mouse but is this... um She's a computer girl. She happens to Mouse, be the only Asian character on the show. Mouse just, might I'm be where staring we staring at the writers and I'm just Mouse that. might be where we crack open the beginning of the race conversation. Yeah. Um, because um you have one Caucasian girl, one Latinx character, one Asian character, and two African American characters. The two African American characters storyline entirely revolves around race and racial discrimination how, how their teacher is racist yeah the the asian character is a computer nerd and the latina character is a criminal yeah she's got an ankle bracelet on this and, and felt, a white girl's pregnant it just felt like a little too like pennsylvania was, white girl there yeah. was nothing else you could do there for these characters plot lines like couldn't she be a film nerd without having the racist plot line or couldn't this other character ferret be a ballerina without the racist plot line at one point, I felt like Farron kind of sailed over it where she was just exceptional mm-hmm. and Karen was the racist. But then they just, they just, like, like the racists do, they just dragged Farron's character into the mire with it all. Uh, it's just a real HBO Max. It just, it feels you like want the to show, ask them, are you sure? Are you sure this is what you want to do? It feels like the show really wants to be like making some good, solid points and arguments for social justice which is admirable, but yeah. at the same time, they're like, we have classified each of these characters' plot lines sort of by the race, and it feels kind of tacky at the same time. You know? Yeah, I mean, and again, we're not, we're not against the SJW angle. Because honestly, social justice warrior, why wouldn't you be a warrior for social justice? Honestly. Seriously. Why wouldn't you fight for that? But like, the way they do it, where that's so embedded into the DNA of who these characters are in the pilot of your show. Yeah. And how these characters come together is not, I don't know, like an organic friendship where they can accept each other despite. Yeah. None of these characters are friends factors. except for yeah. Tabby and Imogen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, up until the point where, where Imogen decides like, fuck you, Karen, I'm going to run for whatever the hell spirit queen is. Tabby doesn't seem to give a shit about her. No, it's, it's also, kind of like, Oh, I guess me and Imogen are kind of friends. We have one class together and, you know, like maybe my mom knew her mom. And so she, she volunteered to let Imogen stay with us, but it's like, it doesn't seem like they're super close or anything. Right. Right. Uh, So Tabby's mom, we forgot to say is played by Sharon Leal. Who's been in a bunch of things. She was on Supergirl for a while as, um, I can't remember the character's I, I name. I know who you're talking about. Miss, yeah. Miss Martian, I think, is mm-hmm. what the comic yeah. book character's called. Uh, I'm going to share a moment that probably is not normally shared by these kind of things, but uh, when they did the thing when they specifically called her out during the panel, she had stepped out of the room. So you and I happened to be outside after the panel when her team had to brief Sharon Leal that, like, you got a, you got cheers 
when your name got called. She's, she's the funniest uh, person on the set. She's like the cut up the prankster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was nice to see. I don't know. Like again, I like Sharon Leal. Theoretically, I like Carly Pope. You're never going to see her again, presumably, in the show. Like, where's the... Because, like, Mouse's mom is an afterthought. This show needs four or maybe even three main characters. Well, so... Especially if we're going to have their moms be important, too. It's like, let's just shrink it down a little bit. Also, Holly Marie Combs, you you got vocal, understandably, about the charmed casting Mm -hmm. and the charmed existence. But, like, don't you want to say something about, like, I don't know, PLO reboot? Yeah. No, no. Um... But where's where's our like early two thousands? You know where are they now? Actors who can be cast? Well, you got Eric Johnson, but besides that, mm-hmm. where are they now? Actors who can be cast as like parents? Yeah, you know? yeah, seriously. So Mouse, um, I believe her real name is Minnie. Uh, we'll see. I think her we'll name see. is actually supposed to be Mouse. I think it's Minnie. We'll see. But here's a problem: you and I shouldn't be this confused about what the character's first name is. <laughs> you know there's no wiki to check yet i believe we're first introduced to mouse when she's walking in to school on the the same day that it's imogen's first day back and whatnot um yeah. i think we just kind of see her like she's looking at a flyer on the wall at school for spectrum which is mm. like a like an lgbt club um and then i as far as i can recall karen the bully just randomly shits on her yeah like is that what happens basically something yeah yeah uh, some some sort of like quasi homophobic comment or something like that. Uh, if my memory serves correctly, if I'm wrong, sorry, we don't have the screener. There's there's a flashback at one point to something Mouse had said to Karen years earlier, and so she had like a shitty nickname for her. Yeah. Like, oh my God, your name is Mouse. Ugh, mm-hmm. you're you're a rat. Oh you're yeah, she calls her a rat. Yeah. Yeah. Burn. Which um, again, they don't know that there's a whole fucking Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> thing this is why we're getting buried in the tomb guys yay for us but so later i think it's like in computer class uh, mouse is getting talked up uh by this boy named ash who's telling her like oh spectrum's actually really cool and like hey you know like we should hang out sometime we should get dinner in a movie or something also we see mouse's lock screen for one second mm-hmm. it's got some some pride rainbows mouse on it. has two moms yeah yeah, Mouse is also just Mouse is a confusing character and potentially problematic for two straight white guys in their forties to discuss on a podcast because everything about her is coded as being LGBTQ, you know, IA. Okay, so Mouse. I was about to get to this um, because yeah. we we see Mouse go on a date with Ash later, and they seem they seem like they're having a, a fun it's, time it's on a, a first date. A, it honestly is the the, the most genuine meet cute. Or, or just I don't know connection, like mm-hmm. the the scenes that felt real of the whole fiasco. So, so one might be wondering if this is the LGBT character, why is she just going on a date with a dude? So well, it I seems some, to be a, a heteronormative relationship. Did yeah. some research. Um, okay, I don't know how you would know this without doing research, but the actor who plays Ash is a trans man. So okay, I cool. think that's that's where they're getting there. I don't really know how they reveal that subtly or not, but at least. In the episode, it just from from us watching it, we're like, isn't that just some whole ass like you know cis dude that she's dating? Like you know, there's yeah. nothing to like tip you off, and so you're like, why is this the queer relationship? Okay, whatever. Well, I mean, to be fair, like the, the, the this boy Ash doesn't need to worry about if he's quote unquote passing with mm-hmm. us. It just you can tell that something is being signaled, but then yeah, I mean, to me again, re- watching it, it read as oh, here's your heteronormative relationship that actually works. 
and I kept thinking like, I feel like, I don't know, there's something here. Yeah. I don't have to talk about it. And I don't want to say the wrong thing. And, and <laughs> you know, I, I have some more, have some more drinks and, uh, you know, we can, we can go further. So yeah, that, yeah. that is How why many it's feet can I get in my mouth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. and I, I don't know. That's about all that happens in mouse, right? She's got two moms. One of them is Elodie who is, uh, the one we get the, uh, the flashback to Elodie is also one of the mean girls from way back when she's the last one. And she is the one where they're just like, boom, they're she just like, we've got person. nothing left. Yeah, she's this person, yeah. whatever, moving on. Well, she has she has like one, maybe one sentence mm-hmm. where she's just like like Ash or uh, she's like she's like like mouse, what are you doing on the computer? Oh, I'm talking to a to a friend. Boom, nineteen ninety-nine and flashback. It's like, okay. <sighs> this show's I, exhausting. I think that's all that there really is for mouse from from memory. Yeah, really. I mean, she's she spends time in this school classroom not unlike jenny calendar's classroom in buffy season two <laughs> where there's like only ever four students max mm-hmm. yeah and, and all they do is just computer stuff just like i mean i guess i feel keyboard. like she has potential i'm not like opposed to the character of mouse well again um, i think i tweeted the night of when i looked at her wardrobe and i'm like is this our favorite character or at least yeah. favorite character guys she's dressed like she's nerdy probably mode. at least my number two or number three um I don't know. There's something about Ash. Like he seems like too good to be true. And so I'm kind of like, when is, when is like the, the turn coming with this character or maybe not? I I don't know. I want Ash to be pure. Like I don't. Well, I I mean, we'll, we'll see. It's, It's, we'll see the legacy of PLL. How do they do? I, I, yeah. They inherited the PLL thing where it's like, boom, we have to give you at least three love interests for the main five girls already which at least i can say this at least i can say this about ash is that like she meets him in this episode and their relationship is seemingly starting so we're seeing the beginning of it not like um noah's noah character where she just like has this random boyfriend and and uh what's her face karen has a boyfriend and farron has this dude who's like i don't know if she's into him or not they all look like the same exact person you can't like keep track of them yeah spoiler Karen's boyfriend was the third actor in my triumvirate of whenever this dude was on screen, the screen felt alive because this dude, this dude has douchebag hair and he just, he knows what character he's playing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he knows he's in a dumb TV show. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. But I mean like uh Maya Rafiko in the, the panel was just like, Oh, it was so much fun to shoot scenes with the guy who plays my love interest. And it's just like, I just remember thinking like the fatigue of the PLL love interest and being like, <sighs> oh you mentioned getting sarah shepherd to like give them some good names for this show yes the dudes names in the show are like other than ash you've got like a greg a chip a wes like oh. a steve yeah oh. and then the main characters i mean imogen theron uh karen noah tabby noah and spelled n-o-a yeah these these are terrible names like yeah come on we can do better than this we can we can all right. All right. Uh, Who's left? Who do we talk about? Farron. We haven't talked about Farron or we got Farron and Noah. So Farron, Farron's a ballerina. She hopes to go to a prestigious dancing school. Um, Their school does a ballerina ballet program that is seemingly like all Farron does all day is go to ballerina class. Yeah, yeah. So she's got like a dance teacher who's like this kind of like domineering, strict, crusty old white lady, Madam Madam Karen. Yeah. Uh, Seems to like all's beyond Farron's case, but like not working hard enough. And like, yeah, there's like a, a, a 
dance something coming up and Farron doesn't get the lead role. She gets somebody else because Karen gets the lead role. Also, Farron and Karen, what are we doing here? What are we fucking doing? Because because Karen, yeah, Karen's in too. And they're yeah. doing Black Swan, which mm-hmm. is, again, Farron's whole storyline is basically like, what if we transpose Emily's bullshit from swimming to Some ballet, ballet yeah. which might actually, I hate to say, be less interesting the <laughs> film than swimming yeah well especially because um there's some shots of somebody going up on point uh yeah. just a shot of their shoes and then there's like an upper body shot of uh yeah. zaria the actress twirling around and then a shot of just somebody's shoes on point it's like yeah okay so she's not going up on point got it you had a good laugh from somebody's comment during the panel no somebody asked her like you know like are, are you, you a dancer ballad? are you a dancer yourself and Saria's response is like I have so much respect for dancers it was like a total dodge of like it's like okay yeah so that wasn't you yeah exactly exactly yeah so uh also there is a guy who will who will be like the half love interest who is like uh he's the ballet dude he's the he ballet has dude. a he has a muppet voice <laughs> these guys he are has, all so forgettable to me he has like a Sarah this might Harvey. be Wes it might be Chip not really sure I have no idea. I don't. I don't recall. He because again, it's not like we were allowed to take notes. This wasn't like the critics screening where you're gonna have like a notepad. Yeah. Like this was like where they're gonna police you if you pull out your phone for any fucking second, like screening. But like he's like, what he's cast as a lead. She's the female lead. You know, she wanted to be perfect. And it's like at one point they're dancing, and he's like, "You're doing really great," or whatever. Like it was just <laughs> like I was like looking around. I wanted to elbow the guy in the the blue bathrobe suit as you put it next to me and be like, "How are you not laughing at this? <laughs> uh, How are you not laughing at this?" So Farron's mean strict teacher gives the the main black swan role to Karen. Because Karen tried harder or whatever, something like that. And then later, Farron's talking to this mean teacher. And sort Farron of like got the role, the main role. I thought she got the second role. I no, Farron got the main role. And that's when Karen initiated her sabotage routine, which is just I like, thought it was like a backward sabotage machine where like well, she no, sabotaged she, herself. She tells she tells Farron, you're the diversity hire. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's real shitty. Karen like, just okay. like can't wait to be horrible to everyone. Yeah. Which again, I don't know Farron. I don't want this to be my first introduction to this character. Mm-hmm. This is not a seven season move move. Like, you know, where it's like I meet Farron, I like her, we have a couple story beats, and then we get the shitty Karen who's just like, you're the diversity hire. Mm-hmm. Like, let me meet fucking Farron. God for forbid skin. we give a character of color a, a, yeah. an arc that doesn't revolve around the color well, of skin. And don't make me read between the fucking lines of I don't know where the shit Mel Millwood is, mm-hmm. and also boom, 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 boom. Her mom's in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. So the teacher is also like kind of like racistly suggests that like, oh, Karen wants to go to this one dance school. That's like she's like, no, 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 you belong at this other dance school. I don't know anything about dance schools. Oh. I have no idea if these are real dance schools or not. But it's like it's seemingly like. No, no, no. This dance school is only for white people. You belong at this other schools. I think also, what's communicated there. The weirdest insert of almost like family guy insert is the 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 dance teacher is just like, actually, Farron, I know your deep dark secret, which is that you had fucking scoliosis, bitch. That's right. I, mean, I forgot weird about that. insert of her in like the full body brace. Like a flashback. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I will tell the nice school that you had scoliosis, so you can't get in unless you, I don't know, do what I say or something. It's like, it's like she's seemingly performing the Black Swan, which I saw a whole documentary starring Natalie Portman about. Mm-hmm. Like, like, 
I think she could do it. She's, do, she's whatever overcome with scoliosis. Are dance schools allowed to like go into your medical record and be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, this injury, no way mm-hmm. reinvesting you. I don't know. Seems uh, like that would be illegal. Even if they didn't, even if they just knew about it, like to discriminate in such a way, I don't know. Seems a little shady to me. All I know about dancers is that Natalie Portman did that movie. She married that guy. Mm-hmm. And now she's. And they're Thor. still together. And they're still together. They have mm-hmm. a kid. And now she's Thor. So uh, suck it. Yeah. What's the guy's name? Jonathan Saffron. That's no, probably not his name. No, the dude, who, the writer who fell in love with her. You remember that guy's oh, name? Oh, oh, yeah. Jonathan Saffron Foer. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I, I have a whole. Hey, next time we put the book out and we are at a bar and you can buy us a drink, I have mm-hmm. a whole thing about that. We can All talk right. about it. Yeah. So, um, that's, Farron, a different, that's a different contest giveaway. Farron got the part, the lead part, I guess. She calls her mom and is like, oh, yeah, I got the lead part. And the mom's boom, like, boom, boom, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And then it's just like, flashback. Yes, this is another one of the mean girl from the flashback, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, all right, Noah. Noah is my number four. This character felt alive. She's got potential. Noah, would, like, also, so the panel. It's so funny to me the way the the the, the actresses were seated on that couch next to Lucy Hale, because Lucy Hale has a personal connection to Bailey Madison. Like mm-hmm. they, I don't know what the hell it is, but they've they like grew up since, together or something. Yeah, but like Bailey Madison was eight when Lucy Hale first met her. I don't know how old Lucy Hale was. So in my mind, I had a naughty flashback that they babysat each other. Um. Then you had Chandler Kinley uh, as Tabby. Then you had Zaria, whose Instagram handle is Zaria, Zaria, Zaria. Like she's Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Then you had the other two, which the show is completely forgot about. She's furthest Fico, away from Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. Myra Fico, who's at the very end. And yet I felt like she had the least to do and may, seemed the most alive in it. I'm sorry. So she has an ankle bracelet. Yeah, Noah, here's what we need to know about Noah. She's Latina and a criminal. Uh, She's introduced wearing an ankle bracelet. She's got to uh, do piss tests every single day and drop off her urine. At school. Just on the desk. Yeah, just here you go. Here is some urine school nurse slash counselor slash Also, I think this is the nurse's office because it's it's the same one where we first get the conversation about like, oh, I hate you, Karen, and your sister Kelly, but I don't know your sister Kelly yet. We get, speaking of Brian De Palma, we get the most unnecessary split diopter shot I have ever seen in my fucking life. It's almost like the director read the name Brian De Palma four pages earlier in the script. They're really like, trying to Fuck. reference a bunch of different horror. And yeah. it's kind of like maybe pick one. Maybe say we want our show to be this instead of all the horror. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do you know? We've done this podcast for a while now. Mm-hmm. We've gotten some attention from people who made the show. Mm-hmm. Do you honestly know what the one I'm most, the, the, the person behind the scenes of the show that I'm most proud of their comment? Uh, no. It's actually my Goldsmith mm-hmm. pointing out. She listened to, a, I think, exactly one episode of our podcast. And never again. It's, yeah. But she mentioned an episode that both referenced Brian De Palma and Twyla Tharp. And I was like, thank you. All right. Anyway, I've been drinking. Um, yeah, so bully Karen, of- like Noah shows up at school. She's got an ankle bracelet. Karen is like, I think she's just randomly shaded her too. Maybe like trying to like get her vote for Spirit Queen or something. But at the same time, yeah, oh, Karen yeah, just like Noah- rows around being shady to everyone. It's yeah, basically yeah. like, her but Noah just character. says like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I'm never going to vote for you. And then apparently Karen is just like, 
bitch. Yeah, you know? Noah, I think Noah kind of claps back at her, which will earn Karen's ire, which will come up later. Yeah. Uh, Noah's kind of stir crazy. She's been stuck at home, like after school, and she wants to rebel, but her boyfriend's just like, chill. It's only like three more weeks or whatever. And then the bracelet comes off. And hey, like your mom is like working tonight, so I can come over and fuck you. It's totally cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because her mom's a nurse. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, your mom works nights, right? <laughs> Bone City. Yeah. Noah's got to drop off her piss constantly every single day, just like and right then, on the desk. Just that is a that is just a bucket of piss right there. Okay. Um, this is where we need a Patreon because I feel like you're about to do a facial expression <laughs> that uh I hope you leave that for me. <laughs> Speaking of Kendi Laurentis, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like um, yeah, so she has to do community service like every day too <laughs> so where they do community service looks like the most bombed it's, out it's like the town square site. from um like the the bad version of hills valley and back to the future too like like the next day seemingly it looks like something out of slaughterhouse five and like bombed out dresden mm-hmm like it, it, it's like like crumbled buildings. Like I mean, are we in Iraq? Like after you know Iraq War Two, yeah. So it's like we get Eric Johnson, who you might know from um, the Nick. The Nick. He's the, also he's the doctor on the, the Nick whose baby dies because he the like second two Fifty, 50 Shades, Shades movie. movies. Yeah, he's like the yeah. villain of the Fifty Shades, which movie. is which is the exact mode they ca- they cast him for. Mm-hmm. They're like play that. So he's he like. Looks Sickly. He looks gaunt. He's there and he's just like, all right, everyone go pick up trash or whatever. And so I believe what happens if memory serves is that uh Noah's like kind of like in this alley, like picking up some trash. And like I think she sees the leatherface A dude, like at the yeah. end of the alley, right? Yeah. And she's like freaked out. And so she goes to like tell the sheriff, and she's like yeah. kind of coming up on the patrol car, coming around the driver's side, and she looks through the window. And as she does, she sees the sheriff there, and then she sees this, like, teen boy pop up who's been, like, sucking the sheriff off there. And the sheriff gives her the most hilarious sneer. This is why I posted that gif of uh, True Detective Season 2 with uh, the blowjob face from uh, What's-His-Face Gambit from the X-Men movies. Um, It's just the most hilarious, like, I've been caught getting a blowjob by a teenager sneer that he gives her, and she just runs away. Well, so, so it's like, ooh, mean masculine sheriff is secretly gay. I think Teen Mouth Boy is also giving her a sneer. Too. He also sneers at her. Yeah. It's like this was the only part I laughed at in the theater, which is a little embarrassing because nobody else laughs. Yeah. Yeah. This this is in 2022. This is a fucking weird storyline. <laughs> this is a, quite frankly, a 1999 storyline. It was just like, okay, we're doing this. Uh, okay. I just, the sneer was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. Uh, this is, uh, this I is can't wait until the show is actually out so I can download it and screen cap it and post it every single day on our Instagram. <laughs> oh, I hope you do. Mm-hmm. Or at least the Instagram story. Don't be obnoxious. Mm-hmm. But I like, this is like Gordon Ramsay being like, this is season 22. That's a season one blowjob face. <laughs> And uh, so I think that is the only Noah stuff. Noah's mom is one of the mean girls from the flashback. Whatever we get, she's not in Pittsburgh. Yeah. All right. Some random other scenes here. There's a scene where a janitor is like cleaning the school, like you know, mopping up at night. We see the janitor one time before. I think I cannot remember. He makes like a weird face at Noah, maybe, maybe because as I know, Noah has a scene at the lockers with her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I think that's when we see the janitor for one second 
he's by no means uh, creepy Harold or whatever his name was. He's just a janitor. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a janitor. Uh, so he's, he's, a he's, dude. he's doing some mopping at night or whatever. And he like, I think he like hears a sound or like thinks he sees someone. And it's like, Hey, what's, what are you doing? And he like follows. Uh, it's clearly a, you know, like he seems to exit a hallway in the school, walk six feet and then yeah. enter what seems to be like either oh, another sorry, room. Sorry. 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 I don't, I don't mean to digress. Mm-hmm. He exits a hallway into the outside. Yeah. He is exterior of the building. Walks approximately six feet and enters another building, which is like either another classroom or maybe just like a shed. Or It like, looks like almost like the table setting, like it's a lab. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it, A's lair with all the creepy, you know, random A shit is yeah. inside this room. And then the A shows up and kills him. The, the paraphernalia of things that A has collected from the various sinners apostrophe mm-hmm. storylines. So A appears and kills this guy and it's never mentioned again in the episode. Okay, so what will happen from this point on is that things will happen towards Karen. The mm-hmm. sinners apostrophe, are we quoting this for the first time? I don't know. Are being framed for these crimes against Karen, these hate crimes against Karen, which mm-hmm. is so ironic it fucking gives me kidney stones. And like that would mean something more if we had not seen this Leatherface A character mm-hmm. throughout the show doing weird shit. Also, the, the liars, liars, I'm sorry, the sinners. Oh, God, it's exhausting already. The sinners will get weird texts. Randomly. Not all of them, I don't think. Some of them. Some of them will get weird messages. Enough not signed A. But, but much like PLL, the first, the pilot. They did not get signed to A in the first, mm-hmm. the bulk of the first episode until the very end. But like, there is no, you cannot set up a an Oshpagosh overalls, leather face mask, long hair, redneck bullshit A character. You cannot give me that character who never once holds a cell phone and make me think that this is the guy who also sends but just it doesn't mesh like text messages there's yeah. a reason that a didn't even show up until the third episode of pll and just as like a, a person in a hoodie you know like i don't know yeah like pll have you seen it um yeah. so anyway there that's a random scene another random scene is a scene with karen and her boyfriend yes. who she's like mad because like during the uh the big scene at the cafeteria where imogen says she's going to run to be spirit queen bf did not support her in any way and maybe there's still some tension here because maybe she does kind of subtly think that maybe this dude didn't just get kissed by imogene but he kissed her you know yeah and so she's trying to give him shit and he's just like fuck it deuces like throw some money on the table and gets out of there it's kind of hilarious this dude gets up he does that thing where he brushes hair behind one ear brushes hair behind another ear shows you he has like seven thousand pounds of like wavy hair over his head Mm -hmm. and he's like babe be cool, you know, whatever. And it's like, he's like, I know what show I'm playing a character in. And he's, and also the pizza in the pizza parlor where they're mm-hmm. eating looks so fucking good. I had a hard time concentrating on the scene because I was like, damn, pizza. I think I elbowed it definitely looked like some New York style pizza. I think they filmed this in upstate New York. I elbowed you, I think, and said, let's get pizza after this. And we did not. We- you wanted to go to the smokehouse. I did want to talk about because it's like one block away from the where where we were parked. But like also, the next scene we cut to Imogen and Tabby eating pizza in in Tabby. It looks like trash. It (laughs) looks like the grossest cheese pizza ever. I'm not sure if they actually filmed any of this on a set. 
because you see ceilings constantly in the show, which is weird in general that the uh, cinematographer choose to show that. But it seems which to you did indicate- not see in. I'm sorry. I was going to say, it seemed to indicate that these are real locations and not sets because you Quite don't possibly. normally see ceilings. Yeah. Which is funny because, again, original PLL shot on on the lot for the most part, unless you saw the sun. Mm-hmm. But, like, we saw ceilings for the first time in, like, season six, <laughs> like 6B. Yeah. But, yeah, um, the pizza thing is so important to me that it's a note in our You just episode. want pizza, yeah. Kind of do now. All right. Only other scene I can think of was there's a dinner scene at home with Karen, Karen's mom, her dad, the sheriff who's secretly gay. I believe the scene comes after the uh, the blowjob face scene. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, her twin sister, who's just kind of there in the corner and never addressed at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. Maybe this will be important later. Not re- guy, not much really happens in this scene. This guy played Flash Gordon for one season on the Sci-Fi Channel. And now in 2022, you're on PLL Original Sin. Mm. Like, he's got his whole thing where, like, you know, Karen, your problem is you're not the best at whatever. Like, I'm the best at that that ACAB or whatever. Like, like you're just, you're upset because you're not the best at, like, ballerina school. It's insane. Yeah, he's, like, giving her shit for not getting the part. Yeah. Um, All right. So, end of the episode. There's a series of events where that land all the main girls in Saturday school. So all, all, they've all been framed for like crimes against so Karen. Imogen and Tabby like walk into school the next day after she says she's going to like run for spirit queen. Yeah. And like all the there's a bunch of posters that have been put up that they did not do that are like Imogen for spirit queen. Like she did not yeah. make these. But suddenly they're up and all the Karen posters have been like trash and defiled. And the principal shows up and is just like, both of you come with me. Right. And they get detention. There's no proof or even suggestion that they're the ones who did this, but they just, you got detention. Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Karen in ballerina class, she puts her shoe, or not her shoe, she puts her foot in the ballerina slipper and she like, it's like, oh, ow, and like pulls it out. And no, oh, her foot's bleeding. And she like reaches inside and pulls out a razor blade that's been like mm-hmm. hidden inside of her uh, ballerina slipper. And she's like, oh, my God, it was Farron. Farron did this to me. And so she yells, she yells at Farron in front of everybody. Why would you do this to me? You already had the lead part. Yeah. So now Farron has attention, which, first of all, like if the school actually thought that Farron put a fucking razor blade in this girl's shoe, I don't think she's just getting detention. Right. But right. it's just like, well, she but, accused but, you, so you had detention, whatever. Exactly. It's, it's entirely based on the accusation. Mm hmm. Because and the closest reference you can find in a in a Star Wars, all of these are operatic you know, references to each other. Is the uh, Jake? Are you hurt or injured? <laughs> kicking that punching bag. Looks like she was injured. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and finding a bunch of fucking knives in your punching bag. All right, Noah randomly fails a drug test. She swears she's been clean, but oh no, now she's in detention too. One, we one more, them all. one more failure, and you're out of here, lady. Um, yeah. Mouse, Detention. I don't even re- remember what happens to Mouse. You you did computer shit wrong, bitch. Yeah, is that yeah. it? I I don't even. Remember. I, I don't know. I don't Somehow know. I don't Mouse remember. gets attention. I don't know. Somehow yeah. Mouse is the most forgettable character. Honestly, yeah. and 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 it's not just us. The show does not give a shit about Mouse. Yeah. I don't think. All right, so they're all in detention, and they're kind of talking about you know their lot in life. And they all realize that like like hey, it seems like you know we've been you know falsely accused of committing crimes against karen that's weird 
you know, at least the, the three of them, Tabby, who was only there with Imogen. She has like yeah, no real yeah. connection. She just happened to be standing that's, next to Imogen. That's her fucking crime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Farron obviously like supposedly like, you know, put the razor blade in the slipper. And then Noah is like, oh, I told that bitch to fuck off or whatever. I'll bet she like, you know, framed me and like, you know, gave up some tainted piss to get me in trouble, too. And then Malice is like, yeah, and I, you know, something, something, whatever plot line that nobody can remember. I'm an Asian girl who who have computers. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in detention, too. Oh, there's a there's like a dead rodent or something, right? Oh, yeah, she finds, like, a dead rat in her locker or purse. And maybe her purse. It's, like, a bloody rat in her purse. And they're like, oh, she called me a rat. Therefore, I put a dead rat in her purse. And, you know, it's another one where just, like, Karen says it was her. And the principal's just like, obviously, I don't need any proof or evidence. You know, detention for you. The the principal we find is somehow. He's, He's got a little Toby from the office in him. Yeah, but he's like somehow more of a fucking drip than the principal from like the Rosewood High. Yeah, that, that we guy. See. Like he's got like a beard, and I don't know. He's boring as shit, and he's just <laughs> like, "Sorry, this is not what appears." So anyway, they all they all realize that uh, perhaps evil Karen is it Beasley. I think it's Karen Beasley. Um, like is, Pam Beasley. I think it's Beasley because okay. isn't it like talk, Sheriff Beasley? You talk, and I'll find out. All right, you can Google. Um, so the, the, you know, Regina George is wrong them all. And then Imogen is just like, Beasley. I got it guys. Like, you know what? Like we're going to team up together. And then she looks right at the camera. Cause this is the end of the episode. And she says, and we're going to kill Karen Beasley. Yeah. Cut to black. That's the end of the episode. It's like, like, I guess they needed some way to wrap up this excruciatingly boring episode where nothing happens. And so it's like, Ooh, the girls are going to kill Karen. But she, she delivers this line in a sub ari montgomery like psycho mm-hmm. kind of way yeah like, she's, gonna... she gets like weird psycho eyes like on her face yeah. yeah she's like i'm tired of doing emma watson face mm-hmm. and it's just like okay that was the episode if you say so um which is it's basically like that's the perfectionist plot line it's like yeah. oh five yeah. girls in and you know class together all realize they like have a grievance against the same person they decide they're gonna like screw this person over so we're, Honestly, we're doing the same thing Yes, but then there's also this dumb A plot line where A is mad at their parents for some reason. Like whatever money they they gave to Sarah Shepard was like, please don't sue us. (laughs) Like we bought some names from you, kind of for the perfectionist, but like really, like don't sue us. I don't know how Sarah Shepard's on like a staff writer on a show. All right, so I got some just random thoughts we can run through here. Feel free to pitch in your own. Um, I hate the look of this show. Everything looks kind of dingy and underlit. Uh, as I mentioned, they seem to be filming in a bunch of real locations. You can see the ceiling in a bunch of shots, which it just makes everything look kind of cheap. Um, the, I'm sure there was some school. sort of like COVID situation where they couldn't have a lot of extras or whatever. Like everything just looks pretty low budget. The high school hallway, the lights are always flickering like you're in a horror movie. Like, Even like the during get-go. the day while there's yeah. a bunch of students there. Yeah. Which I want to say, even when I watched the first season of Riverdale, they had couched it into the vibe of the show so that by that point, I believed it. This just looks like the most underfunded, gross school ever. Yeah, everything has like the piss filter on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, As we mentioned, there's really no reason to call this a PLL show. No, nothing. Um, 
The writing is excruciating. I just, I feel like the Riverdale guy would rather, he'd rather be like setting up like gifable moments. And then like, I feel like he'd, he'd rather be writing a recap for the AV club about his show than actually writing the show. But since he's writing the show, he has to put in all this like metatextual commentary about situations that just like, it, it all seems like super forced and cringy. Um, it's long and it's boring. I don't know what the, the, the gifable moments would honestly be in this show. Yeah. They're not even, I mean, in Riverdale, he would just like cheat and just like put in like random shit that like, like I just, I, I very clearly remember in season one, there's like this, like, Oh, it's like a crazy party where like Archie's Archie's like partying down drunk with like a dude in like a horse head mask, you know, like, wow, that's crazy. But like that never really happened in the show. It was uh-huh. just kind of like this weird flash at the beginning of the show. And it's like you, you use that in the trailer, but it's not really part of the show. Like, I feel like that's okay. like his MO. So by the end of PLL, obviously the actors were getting paid more money, but they were also ready for the show to be over and mm-hmm. start the next phase of their career. But like they still brought it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, like there's there's acting moments that are like on par of anything that any of those actors have ever done before. Whereas it seems like Riverdale, those care those actors would sacrifice a goat to a dark god you'd never heard of to get the fuck out of the show. I think they're in a, a similar situation that we're in where they made some sort of deal with the devil and they're stuck yeah. and they can't get out. Yeah. But I mean, like, well, first of all, if Kieran and Shipka showed up as like the third you know, co-host on this podcast, I'd be all in for 12 more years. How 100%. do you waste four seasons of Kieran and Chipka? That's, that's what I want to know. Seriously, fucking seriously. But like, it seems like the actors in that show on Riverdale want out so bad that I don't know how they haven't, especially Cole their, Sprouse. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know how they haven't pulled their fortunes to like take out a contract on this guy. For those of you but keeping like, score at home, I'm on bottle number three. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, but like, I had a point. It doesn't I had, matter. I had so many drinks of this stupid fucking show. <laughs> so many drinks of this stupid fucking show. Like it just this, this show just seems dreadful. There's too I, many I, characters. There's I too many wish, characters. We have got. I don't the, wish this on Zarya. Yeah, there's five sinners plus the mean girl, the mean girl's boyfriend, the mean girl's twin sister, her sheriff dad, and the then there's all the five the moms. moms. And then there's like some random boyfriends. It's just, it's too much for a pilot. Like there's a reason we didn't get introduced to the hay scenes in the pilot. They're just extras in the background. Yeah. You know? we, got, we got two moms in the pilot, right? Yeah. Two moms. Yeah. Uh, maybe three. Whatever. I think we had three. Whatever. Yeah. But no Wayne, you know, like you fake Wayne. Yeah. Fake Wayne, fake Toby. Yeah. Um, yeah. We mentioned that the tackiness of giving the only black characters plot lines about how their teachers are racist. Um, well, and, and 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 your Asian character loves computers, and, and your like, Latinx Latin character, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's like some mystery elements to this show that don't really need to be a mystery. Like we never find out, or even it's never even discussed who the father of Imogen's baby is. Seemingly, it's not the Karen's boyfriend. No. I feel like she'd have a little bit more to be mad this, about than a kiss. We get this weird flashback insert to like a ominous beach. There's night. like a weird beach, yeah. And it's like implied that it's a lifeguard and it's just like, oh, 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 he's not in the picture. I think you and I commented upon it immediately after the airing where it's like if the show had any like whatever, it would be Angela Waters' baby. But that doesn't make any sense of the timeline. Mm-hmm. Again, not like Pillow ever made sense of the timeline. That's mm-hmm. why I'm like, OK, it's the it's the guy at the Orpheum. 
All right, we'll we'll get a. there. Um, a would presumably what, be Angela's son, right? Yeah. What did Noah do to earn the ankle bracelet? We don't know. I, I don't know why it's a mystery. Why can't they just tell us? Like, I would accept some as you know, Noah. You're yeah. you have an ankle bracelet because you whatever you know you you punched I, a guy who insulted you or you know yeah. and they charge you full assault. I, like, yeah. I don't wish upon my Rafiko that storyline. Yeah, but I don't I, want why is it that. a mystery? Do why do we need to wait yeah. to find out? You know, I just but, yeah. I, I always remember like um, when we turned in the manuscript for the first trouble book, the editor was like, "Hey, why is this detail about trouble a mystery?" Like. Why does it take till chapter 10 to get there? Why don't you just tell us? Like, there's no reason why it's a mystery. And I was like, oh, I'm thinking it's like stupid TV brain where you have to like stretch right. things out. But you don't need to be stretched out. Just to fucking tell your audience, you know? And yet at the same time, whenever we turned in the draft of the first like trouble pilot script mm-hmm. to people in the industry, they were like, this is the strongest like uh, like pilot draft I've ever seen. Which is definitely why we're podcasting right now. For sure. That's why we. That's why, that's why this is the level we've achieved. <laughs> and we're not the person you're podcasting about. But Didn't like, even get invited to the after party. Not even to the after party, which may or may not have had a taco truck. And they a had a taco act- truck. Yeah, it looks. And a couple of actresses who were dressed like cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were actresses. I think they were like, um, I don't know what you call those people. Like background. I'm going to say actors. that they're actresses mm-hmm. who took a secondary job as i don't know business models hollywood after party furniture i don't know <laughs> something in a party down we did not get three. to pose with them in front of the red carpet no no we were not invited to the red carpet we were specifically at the last minute disinvited from the red carpet which is fair Is <laughs> fair as fuck the guy sitting next to me was more red carpet bound than i was although he was disappointed that nobody was taking his picture on the red carpet they were taking pictures of plus one and it's yeah. like sorry dude i don't have to tell you my only question for him when his 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 ladies' business suit that he was wearing was, "Are you comfortable?" Because that's what I dressed. I mean, it seemed pretty comfortable to be work. honest. You know, it did, it did. And I, but my whole thing was like, I did a whole dress up thing the night before we we went down to LA. I don't know about you, but I was like, "What am I going to be comfortable in?" Because no one's taken our photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I was just happy that my uh, my KN ninety five mask matched my shirt you know the crimson. there you go there yeah. you go i was i wore eight colors of, you you sure did mm-hmm. you sure did and no one else but me appreciated that i was kind of actually astonished that the uh the two bouncers that we saw the two ushers that we saw were like then actually instructed to hand out um surgical masks to people right yeah you know because it's like oh by the way this could be a massive super spreader event anyway we're both doing fine uh yeah. what else we got bs are interchangeable west chip greg whoever uh let's see so as as mentioned i feel like they're making two shows here they're making the like the perfectionist let's kill karen show where it's like oh we're gonna get back to this bully and then they're Which making the ends in episode two and then they're making yeah yeah we'll, we'll get to that then they're making this weird quasi a show where it's like somebody's taking revenge on their moms for something they did 22 right. years ago Right. But they're somehow involving the daughters for some reason. I don't know. Like, it just seems like those two concepts don't really fit together. Like, pick one. I mean, can you imagine if, like, we got hired for some team murder show? And we're like, by the way, we wrote this this book called Trouble. We want to squeeze it into your show as much as possible. And then they got, like, 
backburnered as much as this fucking they're like well you gotta fit that in with like a a random revenge plot line (laughs) yeah because like episode two is seemingly a spirit week and like we can see imogen like something with the blood okay spoilers spoiler alert as if you fucking care yeah. Karen is definitely dying in episode two, unless right. it's secretly her twin or whatever, you know, but right, like right, right. Karen is going to die. It, like she's going to get elected spirit queen. Some like I don't blonde know, white girl is, is a safe is going to fall on her or yeah. something. Yeah. She's going to die. And then they're all going to feel guilty. You know, maybe it'll be like a prank gone wrong or whatever, but yeah, that's where they're going with this show. Right. Um, but yeah, like it just seemed like they didn't know what show they wanted to make. So they made them both like the whole, like, yeah. Our, mo- our mothers has sinned and it's coming back on us. Like that's the type of horror movie. What, sure. Whatever, you know, but like, what, they're episode, doing it both. what episode do you think they, they realize that? What do you mean? Like what episode do they actually have a conversation where the five sinners realize that they're five mothers? Well, let me, let me read you the chapter tiles here. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ooh. Spirit Ooh. week, the spirit queen. That's Ooh. episode two. Aftermath is episode three. Hmm. I wonder what the aftermath is of. Uh, yeah. Episode four is the fee, and then Princey's male gaze. I wonder if that's the one with that weird scene with the uh, the film school or the like the film project. Yeah. Um, they showed us some extra scenes. I don't know if we're gonna supposed to talk about it or whatnot. I don't really give a shit. Um, the night he came home. Oh my god, that's the worst reference ever. Scars, Carnival of Souls, Bad oh. Blood. Dead and buried, and then and you're gonna hate this one the most. Guess what the finale is called? It hit me. Final girls. Fuck you. I know. Fuck you. I was just randomly watching like a like a recorded concert at churches last night. Did you know that she comes out, uh, Lauren Mayberry, and like the encore, like covered in blood? It's so fucking rad. Like to seeing cool. like final girls, it's it's fucking rad. Yeah. Cool. I mean, people don't know because it's not a visual medium, but we come out to this podcast covered in blood. That's true. Um. Carnival Souls seems like it should have been, like, I don't know, like a fucking season four Riverdale episode because all of those episodes <laughs> it have like probably was ripped off horror movie titles. Mm-hmm. So, so what episode do they find out that they're in an A plot? Yeah, uh, maybe four. I mean, who even knows? Like, saw... does one of the other moms need to die soon just to like move things along? How, how, do you, here, here's a question. Yeah. Will the plot will a be revealed? Will the plot be wrapped up at the end of season one? No, you have no show then. Well, true. You have no show. To, you have no show as of the pilot. Allow me no to suggest. As- allow me to suggest that maybe they should because okay. I will be flabbergasted if this gets a season two. They are dumping this shit over one month in August. This is a show that was greenlighted by Jason Kyler, the same moron who greenlighted the Justice League. But they're like, Warner Brothers couldn't wait to get rid of that guy. Like, he's out. Like, this show is like a dead show walking. Like, yeah. I'll be, unless the show gets amazing ratings, there's no way this is getting picked up. Like, this is like, this is the old regime, some shit that they greenlighted that they're trying to get rid of as soon as they possibly can. Much like the perfectionist. And, and that was not the person who, that was not the VP of drama who introduced this event that we attended. Yeah. And that was, from a PR standpoint, rough to watch and all i have to say is you know the show's in trouble when they invited and when they invited us to the premiere yeah it's as though they were like oh shit we need to do some sort of marketing for the show who's out there what who's the number one podcast these guys seriously these guys 
whatever. Send them an email through their fucking trouble book website because that's the only way we know how to get in touch with them. You're burning all the bridges. Yeah. yeah, So, uh, so if you, if you email us through the trouble website, the uh, email comes back to you as Jenny Valentine. So even though you, you, yeah, the the name on the email, like in the web form, you can fill out it. Like it comes in as Jenny. Valentine. So it was pretty funny as you RSVP'd two male names. Mm hmm. The poor young woman kept responding with, okay, thanks, Jenny. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks, Jenny. As if Jenny Valentine was our personal assistant who Mm -hmm. booked our travel Hey, you know what? Let's just say she is. Yeah. My name is Trouble.com. Troublesfindsme.com. Troubletakesaholiday.com. Visit there to learn all about our books. We'll we'll talk about more about them in a bit. Book three. Let's find out how upset Jenny is to be booking our (laughs) our holiday for us. Uh, what else do we have here? I think we mentioned how the, the show is like stealing liberally from a lot of different styles of horror movie. Uh, like there, it's like we're doing some Shining, we're doing some Halloween, we've got some Scream, we've got some Blumhouse. It's like Carrie. pick one, pick yeah. yeah, Carrie. Obviously, yeah, it's like pick pick one lane and go with it. Well, like you, you're you're name dropping Hitchcock to a certain degree. You're name dropping De Palma, which is like the ripoff of Hitchcock. That's just name dropping Hitchcock. I mean, with like per year, I mean, you, you know. Preview scenes, she does Lady Psycho. And, and there's uh, a lot of dialogue about how I want, I want this woman to penetrate this man yeah. with her dagger phallus. Yeah. Well, it, it's all about like Norman is the uh, victim and the, uh, the Vivian Lee character is like the, the perpetrator, the stabber. Can, I, can uh, I just make a comment about uh, Mr. Roberto Ag- Aguirre Sacasa? Do you think I'm going to tell you no? When I was a junior in college, this is going to be a long story. Sorry, guys. When I was a junior in college, I had a roommate, also named James, who I like to call oh. Dim Jim because he's a fucking moron. Um, oh, the guy and... curing cancer? No, no, no. That's a different guy. Different guy. Oh. That was senior year. No, this is some moron I lived with who, like, he bought a television, this tiny 11-inch television. They sat right next to his bed so he could just lie down and watch it. And he just watched, like, Quantum Leap reruns all day. <laughs> He was in like my my buddy Mike the my Donald P. Bell, Mike sorry. the the uh, the artist for all the trouble covers uh, had an art class with him and in this art class at some point it was like a spring day it was really nice and sunny outside at UC Santa Cruz and they're like hey let's go outside let's do class outside and this class apparently it wasn't like a normal class it was like they just had like a bunch of like couches and shit that people sat on you know it was like a fairly small artist class and so. All the people there just like together, they picked up all their couches and like maybe like a couple like end tables and they carried them all outside the classroom to just like a grassy knoll up on the hill there where then they set them down and they just had class outside. It was like they'd move their classroom out into the open and it was like a a nice, you know, spring day where they could do that. And Dim Jim, who's part of that class, was so taken with this that when they had like their big art project to do at the end of the year, he just did that. Because it was like, oh, this is like art or something, right? Like, I've seen this happen before. I'll just do it again. I'll just move the furniture outside and call this my art project. That is how I feel about Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, is that he's just like, I saw this thing once. I thought it was interesting, so I'm doing it again. And that's the level of engagement we have. You're just staring at me. He's the equivalent of the uh, disgusting cheese cardboard pizza mm-hmm. that Tabby and Imogen. Eat. We just want the real pizza. No, we want the real pizza. We want the Karen pizza, sadly, which is disgusting for you to make us 
ask for the Karen pizza. All right, predictions. Karen definitely uh, dies in the next episode. Or Kelly. That's a good that's a good theory. Or Kelly, yeah, they're gonna do a twin thing. I don't know. Is this show even clever enough to like play with twins? I have no idea. So you would um, think if they were, they would have like, I don't know, are they trying to hide the twin thing by like never really like focusing on it in the first episode? I don't know. We 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 saw one other preview scene that I don't think we've mentioned, which is like uh, Imogen ends up in this weird warehouse on the run from A, and then she gets in like a weird van, and there's like a rat. That scene was shot so poorly. It's well, like, it's, and then it's supposed it's, to be tension because it's like, oh, I gotta hide from A, but like it's shot like in this like hella wide shot, like up from the rafters where you can see everything. So like mm-hmm. you know where A is. You're not like psychologically with imogen and being like i don't know where he is i don't know if he can see me i'm terrified it's like no we know the whole time you're fine well it cracked me up because the 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 podcast that most borrowed and like licked our nuts for for what they were going to do the one film school term that they had googled was dutch angle (laughs) this show does the most bizarre dutch angle suddenly uh for that scene okay so (sighs) Other predictions. So you think creepy NYU theater manager. He's is, about the right age, right? Well, so if, if we're going to say like, That's if we're going to say, if we're gonna say secret baby, yeah, secret yeah. baby floating in the toilet, grows up, decides to take revenge on Which is the in mother's the, the original daughters. PLO books, right? Maybe. I don't know. Doesn't Emily like dumpster dive a baby? Yeah, that's. I don't think there's like a revenge aspect there. She just like leaves it at like a nunnery or something. Whatever she craps. It's like the baby of some youth pastor who she slept with because she's buying the books and not lesbian. Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. Uh, All right. So that guy, I think he's he's either the A character because he fits age wise. He's like he's not a teenager. He's in his twenties. Is like twenty two years ago or whatever. Um, or that guy's gonna die by like episode five. I feel like. Like, I feel like it's one or the other because because he's a creepy guy. Right. And yeah, so we have to yeah. punish him. Either he's going to die or he's going to be the villain. And if he's he dies, even... it's going to be like a like a yes, queen. Like, take that as fits. We're like, this is the new PLL. Like, we're not like the old PLL, you know. Well, but I mean, even with Ezra Fitz, you cast an Ian Harding and you clearly didn't tell him for the first couple episodes, like <laughs> like the age differences in the character so he's playing it like oh i'm in a romantic comedy <laughs> you know whatever you know i was and just thinking like, huh if let's say let's say you're jason kyler and uh you're you're like you know the the head honcho at warner brothers covid has just hit you need some fucking content yeah you're like pll this is this is 2020 yeah pll that that was a that was a show right, right. that was the most tweeted about show of all time right what do you do do okay, you make, so, what do you do that's not making PLL original sin? So first of all, I do some reading and I read about that they did they did not one, not just one, but two spinoffs. Mm-hmm. And the spinoff that everyone's forgotten is about Ravenswood. We've all forgotten about Ravenswood. Hence, we have not covered Ravenswood on this podcast. Because you can't you can't find Ravenswood anywhere, right? I don't know. It's it might not, be on iTunes or something. I haven't I, checked recently. I don't think it is. I don't think it's streaming anywhere. But perfectionists lived long enough that the original like creative executives at uh abc family slash freeform were gone by the time that show was coming out that it got no support whatsoever no one knew what that show was i would learn from that a little bit i don't know 
And then I'm gone. I'm Jason Kyler. I'm gone. First of all, why am I greenlighting Justice League of Zack Snyder? Fall Up Ravenswood I mean, is not on the iTunes store. No, it's not. Um, oh, I just I just saw pictures of all the liars and I got happy for a second. Yeah. I got genuinely happy when Lucy Hale showed up at our event. Lucy is such a pro. She was like, hey, I know I'm supposed to be here talking about this dumbass show, but I'm just like, this is my first time back on the, this the lot since I filmed PLL. And it's just like, just speak on it, Lucy. Like, keep going. Like, we yeah. talk about yourself. We don't care. We know you're supposed yeah. to be here for somebody else. We don't care. What and on brand and like a generally like affable moment. She like she name drops that she's wearing leather pants and she talks about like, oh, I'm Ross. Ross from Friends. Friends. I can't. What he wearing leather yeah. pants? Yeah. And it's like, fuck yeah, Lucy. I'm into this show. Whatever mm-hmm. this is, don't bring out the five other actresses. <laughs> I don't care about them. And then, and then as you as you progress to the other girls, it's like clearly like, like Bailey Madison is like the Bailey Madison show. And then, anyway, um, all right, you're Jason know. Kyler. What do you do? Uh, I I I could do a thousand other things. What this show is, I mean, I need a few to not have a few drinks in me, but mm-hmm. like, I I definitely think you asked me right before this this show aired in that very nice theater that that uh, Warner Brothers owns. Who's the first PLO character they bring over? Mm-hmm. I don't think they bring anyone over in season. It doesn't one, really mistake, seem like it now, which is a mistake. I saw you some I always... bullshit spoilers online that said it was going to be like related to Bethany Young, and I'm like, that's fucking fake. Well, I think you if and it I... is, I'll do something stupid. You and I always joke that the first character will be Lucas, but mm-hmm. like Lucas isn't like what 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 the guy from Riverdale wants is he wants basically like scandalous material that's like joke worthy. That's not. It Lucas. doesn't seem like he's really interested in making a TV show. As much as like, I I don't even know like a series of references and gifts. Like honestly, the character that he would want is Sarah Harvey, but she's dead. I'm dead. Unless she has a twin. R.I.P. Maybe she does. I'm, Maybe I'm the Mara twin Harvey. died. It's me, Kara Harvey. Yeah. yeah. Um, Trey Davis, come back to us. Oh, Trey Davis, come back to us. Hey, everyone. I don't know if you remember from Instagram from like a thousand years ago. Trey Davis has a copy of the first Trouble book. Mm-hmm. If she's ever read it, who knows? This is what I would do if I were Jason Kyler in 2020. I would, I would first approach Marlene and I'd say, "Hey, Marlene, I know you you're got? with I know with Fox now. I'm going to yeah. give you the first pass on this if you want it. Yeah, send us a script for a PLL movie, original PLL. We'll we'll right. worry about how we get the actors back later. Just PLL just, goes to France. Just, just whatever you want doesn't doesn't necessarily need to go to France, but just like give us the movie. Like whatever whatever happens, just have fun." Give us a draft. If we pass on it, we pass on it. But here's some money. Like you get the first pass if you want. And right. if it's good, we talk to the actors and we try to schedule something. If it's not good, we like talk to some other writers who are like, you know, we've we've got, you know, waiting in the wings who we think are good. And it's just like, give us your pitch for like what's what's say either a movie or maybe like a four episode miniseries. Like do a real legit miniseries and right. just be like Let's just let's just pretend we can get all the actors back. Money talks. We can probably it's COVID, whatever. We can probably get them back. Give us your thing for like what's it's just COVID. a fun little miniseries. Like it's the, COVID. We're doing weird panels. And like the the revival thing is, is huge right now. Like everybody we're loves, everything. Everybody yeah. loves bringing the cast back. We're making a fucking Snyder Cup movie, you know, like we'll do anything right now. Right. We'll get we'll get the you know, you at least need the main four, ideally the main six back. What do you got? Just do something right. fun. People will have fun with it. Okay, number five and six will come back for anything. Oh, yeah. No offense to them, but they'll come back for anything. 
He might be busy making Lifetime movies. You know, you never know. <laughs> or opening weird bakeries? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So, in theory, the villain is either NYU guy or it's like one of the adults. So, you got like the sheriff, sheriff's wife, the guidance counselor, the principal, one of the moms. Um, if they're playing by the rules, it should be a character who's in the pilot. This seems like a show that totally would not play by the rules, though. So I would not be shocked if it was someone who's not in the pilot because uh, that's the kind of laziness that I've come to expect from this writing crew. Um, yeah, or it could be like, um, you know, Secret Child. I.e. Betty's dad, i.e. Cheryl's dad. It could totally be like yeah. one of the, the main sinners and they're just like, actually, they're 22 and we never told you that. Cause like this, this, like anything's on the table with this show. Like, I'm not expecting it's, this it's show to adhere like, to any kind of continuity. Suck it, bitches. It's Bailey Madison. It's been Bailey Madison the whole yeah. time. Um, potential spoiler here. That that one person on Reddit who's posting constantly who might just be, like, part of the marketing department. I don't know if this is true or not. But they seem to be, like, Yas Queen queer representation about this. So we'll assume it's true. Supposedly, Davy, Remember her? Carly Pope? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. mean girl from the flashback? Who's not Leslie Bibb. No. She apparently may have been secretly lovers with Angela, the the weird girl who killed herself. And so, you know, props for Riverdale dude for like doubling up on the barrier gaze trope two times in one pilot. Um, But that might be something, some sort of wrinkle to consider there. I don't know how that really leads to a, I mean, if, if that was the case and there's probably no kid, you know, mm-hmm. usually uh, can't generate a kid from uh, that kind of pairing. Um, but Pillow did it. <laughs> that's fucking true. Yeah. <laughs> Rand became a diamond and a father. Yeah. <laughs> so other than that, I got no predictions other than that. The show is definitely not getting a season two. I felt bad for the cast, like being there, sitting right behind them, watching them excited to see themselves on screen. I was just like, oh, yeah. man. I just remember there's a certain point as this show is airing where the cast is getting up from their seats to go backstage because the panel is imminent. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, like, at least it's ending soon. Seriously, I, I was fighting the urge. I didn't want to like interrupt anyone around me. I was fighting the urge to look at my watch and be like, how fucking long is this thing, man? Yeah, God, yeah. it's like nothing is happening. It's just going and going and going. The setup is so bad. I mean, by the time there's no setup, the, you're just like, okay, so there's like the five sinners together. It's just so weak. There's some and sort it, of mysterious Leatherface A, and they want revenge on this one mean girl. That's well, all we, we got like, out of episode one. True crime has been kind of taken over as an empowerment angle for women, which is fine, which is great, mm-hmm. which is where true crime should go. Since unfortunately, the, most of the victims for true crime are women. But I think that's where they're supposed to be veering towards with the the weird Bailey Madison angle on the on the final shot of the pilot. I don't know what to make of it because it was like a completely different show. It's like, yeah, yeah. wait, this is a revenge against a mean girl show. Yeah. OK, if you say so. Yeah. Any other show would be about you redeeming this friendship that you once had of your friend. And it would be about like, it wouldn't just be like this bully is cartoonishly evil. They'd give you something, some little wrinkle right, to be right. like, maybe well, they, they have they their, their shit too. roughly with, with, with the, the sheriff father, I, I, I guess. guess. Yeah. 
the mom is not a character in that scene but no. like we watch don't it watch it be a, the mom you know watch watch the mom be the who, i don't even know if she has a line of dialogue in the pilot but like we don't even get a line about like oh imogen and tabby used to be best friends in like grade school or whatever like we don't even know why the fuck imogen is staying well, with like Tabby's family so imogen and tabby are friends ish was yeah. tabby friends with karen we don't know Right, we don't like. Know. I don't know. Is that a friend group? I don't know. It's it's weird that they're all completely separate. Like, it definitely set up a perfectionist plotline, but they're trying to do PLL out of it. There's also the weird dude, like the white dude, who's like in Tabby's film class, who's just like, yeah, Tabby's right. Why I don't even remember these, that guy. Why aren't any of these people like you know directors of color? And then he's also going to be like her. Oh, see, her, the, like DOP. And I Lady thought that Psycho. was like Chip. Was I wrong about that? Was who that a the different fuck is dude? Chip? Exactly, exactly. I don't know who Chip is. I don't know who I Wes think, is. I think Chip is the boyfriend of Karen, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's a different character. It's been over a week since I've seen the episode. Yeah. I don't know, but like whoever Karen's boyfriend is, he's got great douchebag hair, and he I just knows can't what show he's in. They're dropping three fucking episodes on one night. That that, that is as, well. Okay, that's not the worst thing because there's like the the Hulu model, and like mm-hmm. obviously they win Emmys off of like Handmaid's Tale, and they do that shit. But when you said two a week until the final week where it's like three more, that's the uh, we need to get this shit off the fucking books. <laughs> that's that's the bleakest release model. That's like our uh, our fiscal year starts at the end of the month, and we need to yeah, clear this out yeah, before end. Yeah. yeah, seriously, seriously. I need to get rid of the previous administration's fucking failures. I couldn't believe that we had the vice president of drama actually do a speech before the screening, considering that she was did it not the vice greenlight. president of drama of HBO Max, though. I don't know because I feel like HBO that's HBO like Max. a that's like a assistant to the manager versus assistant to or what's what's Dwight's title? The AARM or the yeah. ARM? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the assistant regional manager versus the assistant to the regional manager. It's like it's one of those situations. The the people watching at this event was fucking exquisite because it's like the way people conducted themselves. And it's like, who are you? Why are you talking to that person? Why do you think they're special? Like the guy, one one of the two guys that I kept pointing out to you and being like, who is this guy? The second guy that I kept pointing out to you, he was like like rubbing elbows with what later ended up being the vice president of drama of HBO Max, who gave the speech. And it's like, okay, so then who the fuck are you, man? And then like we're we're on the shuttle with like the one actress's um, like her acting coach, coach. Yeah. her acting coach who gets name checked in the speech. And it's like, wow, small fucking world. Yeah, all, all I have to say more was it's like we come cheap, you know. We come so fucking cheap. I think if, I've quoted if you, ourselves if as you, ten thousand dollars previously. If you podcast. have a bad idea, you're trying to launch, like I don't know, you know, maybe reach out. Maybe what, what maybe is, we can provide you a marginally better concept than what you came up with here. Seriously, season two of this show, I don't even know what the hell happens in the next nine. Like episodes. you could have just done the perfectionist, really. You could have just made two that could the be show. better. Well, you got the fucking cello boy is like on your big HBO Max Gossip Girl reboot. <laughs> Obviously, you got some fucking shit there. Seemingly, Instagram tells me that Sydney Park is not doing a whole lot except getting a haircut. I, I'm sorry, but uh, Janelle Parrish will always be available. I to just you. meant the plotline of perfectionist, but yeah, sure. Yeah, but I mean, you got you got talent that you can pull. You got you got some talent in this episode that I think are viable. Like if I I would I would if I were making this show, I would say, okay, first of all, we need to either decide if we're doing the perfectionist plotline or if we're doing right. like the uh like the Freddy Krueger plotline, basically. The the since the right. parents come home, right. Pick right. one. Okay, now that you picked one, 
we need to cut this down to like three characters. Five is too many because we have to include their parents too. I would like go in a four. major way. You go four. I feel like yeah, that's a lot. Uh, if you can cut out the parents, four is ideal. But if you're doing the parents, I think you got to go to three. You got to like, uh, okay. you, it's like too but, much but to also, keep track of. We're ditching the Leatherface look. We're ditching that. That is, that is just, not sexy. That is not conducive. If you're going to gonna call it a PLL show, just do the black hoodie. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? But seriously, also, like, like if we're doing cell phones at all, we're not doing a guy with long hair who puts on overalls and like a leather face mask. That's mm-hmm. not happening. It's like they, they up, watch Halloween. They're like, oh, we want this guy to appear around town staring at them. Well, shocking that the two innovative moves that PLL did at the end of its season was you had the board game, which should have been a whole season of its own. Mm-hmm. And you had the thing where A does the the deep fakes with Aria. <laughs> your, your marketing is exclusively with the exception of us. To TikTokers, mm-hmm. do the fucking weird deep fake thing. Let Bailey Madison do that Emma Watson face so the fucking cows come home, pretend to be A. There, there's 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 shit there for a season two, and I don't even know what happens in the next nine episodes. Yeah, nine We're episodes. Um, so yeah, as mentioned, we are definitely not doing three episodes dropping on one day. That is not going to happen. No. Um, we'll. I, I think, can't drink like this on a regular, guys. No, we, we'll do them once a week. Um, and you know what? You could binge watch the whole thing, or you could just wait. It's up Fine. to you. It doesn't really matter to us. But hey, do you want a copy of Prilla Liars, the original series, the on complete digital. series on digital? Mm-hmm. You know how to get it. You know how to get it. Send us a tweet or an Instagram DM or an email. All and three. Tell us number one: Are you in or out on the show? Number two. What's the dumbest plot? Line? What's the dumbest A theory you have? And number three, yep. send us a picture of you with a trouble book. You'll get a little yep. extra in the yep. raffle. Um, There's a third trouble book coming your way. Yeah. Speaking of, I have a little soliloquy here. You know, once upon a time, we we're just a couple of random fucking dudes on the internet who are like, so random. let's do a podcast about PLL. We we're probably drunk when we figured that out, you know? Yep. And we we're like, okay. And we recorded like two seasons of the show before we got a single like, like acknowledgement that anyone is listening. Hey, Natalie, I still remember you. Yeah. Thank you. And it was like, Oh shit. People listen to this. Fuck. Yeah. Um, somehow it grew and grew. And then like Norman Buckley, just one of the directors of PLL discovered it. And he started telling people about it and it grew bigger. And then we did interviews with him and Brian Holdman. And then Troyan tweeted about it and Troyan came on the pod and we visited the set and it completely blew up. And we were like, Wow, somehow we're the biggest PLL podcast on the internet of all time. It makes no sense, but uh, that's the reality we live in. Should we like do anything with this? And it was like, okay, well, you know, you can do ads, you know, like we start running ads on podcasts. So it's like, Zipper ads are number one tacky, number two, it seems like a lot of work for not a whole lot of return. Right. You know, and so it's like, okay, well, there's like, I don't know, like the Patreon model or whatever. And it's like, I don't know. I would feel a little tacky asking people to like give us money just to listen to this podcast. You know, so that was out the window. To be fair, I can only ever say the word listener. Yeah. I cannot, I cannot graduate people who are hearing this to anything beyond that. Cause I cannot physically do that. My mouth will not. <laughs> so make we were like, sense. I don't know, like maybe we'll just, you know, parlay this podcast in an opportunity to get more familiar with the industry. Maybe make some connections. Maybe see what happens. Clearly that didn't work. So we kind of did that. We met some people. 
And it was like, well, for you know, we got to have like a show to pitch if we're going to meet these people. And so we came up with a show and we wrote a pilot and we wrote a whole like story bottle for the first season. And so people are like, hey, this is cool and all, but like nothing gets made unless it's IP. So sorry. Right. And so you, you guys should like go like make a book out of this or something and then sell the books. And we're like, okay. So we went and spent thousands of hours writing a book, you know, transforming our, our character from a TV pilot into a book character, wrote one book, wrote another book. Third book is coming out. This Some fall. of those are pandemic hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fingers crossed September. Fingers crossed September is when the third book comes out. So it's a long way of saying if you like the sports podcast in any way, just go go buy the book. It's you know, you can get on Kindle, you can get on Apple Books, you can get a paperback, you can get a hardcover. You can get a nice like uh knock knock hardcover that's like kind of one of those old like library books I'm holding up now, even though no you can see it, you know, it's like me. bound. Um they're really nice. Hardcovers are really nice. They are really um, nice. They're library bound. Yeah. Bound. You know what? There's no Patreon. There's no ads. If you want to support us, just buy the book. Even if you don't like it, just like give it to like a random teenager. They'll probably like it. You know, like you could you could chew on that cover. They wouldn't. It wouldn't you know, they're, they're girl detective mysteries. I, I would like to think that our, our number one priority when writing the, the TV series and then the books themselves is like, we just want to do something fun. We want to do something that's fun and entertaining because I feel like a lot of TV right now forgets that it's either like kind of up its own ass like docudrama about some fucking startup that failed or it's just so insultingly bad like the show we just talked about for two hours that i just fail to call it fun at all it's just like an exercise in like ip management so miss man my name is troubled.com about a girl detecting their trouble her father dies he's a, a a rich novelist he leaves his fortune to whoever can solve the mystery of who killed him. And of course, trouble will be, you know, on the hunt. Should we stretch goal this giveaway that potentially on the table with PLL, the original series, completely, completely on digital? I believe it's um, Pretty Little Liars, also- the complete series on digital. What did I just say? I'm so drunk. Um, should we stretch goal that they also can see the peel or the, the trouble pilot script? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you little shits. That's too <laughs> fucking good. But book three, Trouble Always Finds Me, coming out this, in theory, September, if I can get yeah. the cover art back in time. Yeah. It's really it's, good. At least really I think good. it's really good. I might be biased. It's, it's good. Mm-hmm. And it's pandemic hours. So each of those hours is one day. <laughs> it would have been out sooner, you know, like at a certain point in like January 2021, I wrote the first chapter. And then my brain broke and I didn't write anything for like six months. Pandemic hours. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. I just played apex legends every night for like five hours straight. And then I, I finally climbed back on that horse in like July and uh, continued on. Well, that's depressing, but yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. So pretty little liars, the complete series on digital. Email us. Yeah. Uh, our email Twitter us. is at bros. Watch Our email is bros. Watch at gmail.com. Our Instagram is at broswatchpl2. Hit us up. Marco has to tally all that. JT will not be involved. Um, also, I, also, uh, also, we haven't even mentioned this. Ooh. We have another podcast. Ooh, shit. That's right. Um, 
a couple 40 year old dudes are like, maybe we should do podcasts. It isn't us talking about shows for teen girls. Um, we were like, what's a podcast that only three people listen to? Yeah. So, so if you're listening to this, this may not be for you. I don't know. But if you, if you'd like to hear us talk about something else, we thought, let's just do like a book club podcast about the author, Neil Stevenson, who, uh, mostly writes like speculative fiction and like cyberpunk. Um, not at books. all pretty little liars at yeah. all, but it formed us. Yeah. Yeah. So we started just doing like a book club podcast where we we're talking about snow crash. Uh, all the first episode should be up by then. Um, it's called Nielsen's and book club. I'm, we'll link to it on, on our socials or whatever. You can find it. Um, Nielsen's and book club. You can find it. Yeah. As part of the headcanon network. We have headcanon as a podcast too. I don't know. We'll do. We'll, we'll reduce. Do some more of those. I think. See, they're coming back for either eighties month or nineties month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have we missed anything? Are we done? I feel like we're as done as we can be. I can't believe people have gotten this far. Yeah. S one e two of PLL original sin. The spirit queen is coming. Um. It tells me on IMDb that it's the same director, writer, and writers. I don't know if that's true. Mm. I feel like there's been no kind of marketing push to establish who's doing what on the show. So maybe it'll be true. Maybe it won't be. They they pointed out during the event that the nine out of the ten directors were women. They really and, patted themselves on the back for that. Yeah. Yeah, and that there was a lot of like a lot more than than the industry normally has of like female like department heads on the show, mm-hmm. female DOP, female, whatever. Um, you know what the cool. show's missing? Huh? Mandy Lang. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Or even, um, I can't remember her name, but the lady who took over from Mandy Lang. Sure. The fashion is like, we, we haven't mentioned the fashion once. It's and nothing. I, I mean, it's nothing. There's just like nothing to report on that. It's like, there's no Aria for sure. There's no, right. right. There's no like, wow, it's a crazy that teen girls are dressing like this. Like it's just kind of blah. Yeah. And, and I, I think that, that you have two ends of the spectrum and nothing in between on a PLO show. Mm-hmm. One of the spectrum is you have like your, I guess, TikTok stars being like, oh my God, the fashion is incredible. Or you have the other end spectrum, which is like two 40 year old guys on a podcast being like, what the fuck is the skirt of ties? You know what I mean? Nobody's like, wearing ties or skirts. Nobody's got feathers in their hair. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody like has an X-Men is, trench coat. Somehow they're all reasonably dressed for teenagers, which is not PLL whatsoever whatsoever yeah my disappointment is immeasurable uh, i couldn't believe this is what they showed i mean, I don't know what i expected when we went in I, I thought it, was it was worse like, than what i expected i think i could confidently say that and it was wow. like way too long i i we have on occasion been invited or been invited by listeners to similar events we have not been able to attend and i thought wouldn't this be fun that we finally get to go to one and it's of all shows, it's this show. Who boy. All right. Well, by the time you listen to this, maybe you'll binge watch episodes two and three. So you'll just be marinating in the PL original sin of it all. Yeah, you'll know more than we will. Because mm-hmm. uh, I feel confident in saying I'm not going to binge watch all three episodes. I'm just no, going to do them no. one at a time. No, I'm gonna watch so, episode you know, two. You don't have to worry about spoilers listening to all the podcasts. We're not gonna yeah. be like an episode five talking about what happens in episode ten. Oh, you're so much more clever because you're ahead of these two 40-year-old podcasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm gonna watch episode two. We're gonna talk about episode two. 
then I'll watch episode three, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until oh, we God. die. The A as a leather face is so fucking dumb. Cool. All right. Pretty Little, Pretty Little Liars, the complete series on digital. You know how to find us. Pretty Little Liars, the complete series on digital. Join. We're, join to win. We have three copies to give out. Yeah. Yeah. If um, they actually give them to us, it'd be funny if they like rescinded that offer. They sent us the email. All right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what else we can do for ads. Better help. Fix your brain. Bye. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. <laughs>